I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screws on the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man can have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. Thank <laughs> you. 
Hey, let's get it. To all my killers and my hundred dollar billers. Bill, do you want to start us off? Cats, cats, cats. Man, this is the time where a slow clap, a little slow chant, cats would have been the way to go. What's up, everybody? Talk about a moment that we have all been waiting for. This is the cats CEO debate. And we are going to get into all kinds of fun over the next well, X amount of minutes. We have no idea what to expect. We don't know what's going to happen, but we are looking forward to it nonetheless. Uh, let me start off with some introductions. Talking from the Kets account is Beta Ray Bill. Uh, you can call me Scott, call me Scott, call me Bill, whatever. Uh, we also have Dr. Peachy, many of you know, the good doctor waving hello and we have my man crusher what's up fellas crusher is uh along with myself along with gm hero void main void and the Ketman, the five members of the transition team that took over from 313 labs pablo gustavo and company and have figured out a way to move cats into a new phase and that new phase We'll start over the course of the next week. We have an executive structure built, supported by a you know hybrid DAO governance framework. You can read all about that at syndicate documents, syndicate.cats.wtf, if you haven't read it yet. And now we need to find our fearless leader. And from <laughs> what the feedback of the community has been so far is we have four absolutely fantastic possibilities. Uh, that are going to be vying for your votes. So we are really looking forward to hearing from them and what they have to say and all the wisdom they have to impart, the ideas they have to share, the plans that they may have made, so many different things. But we want to give a few uh, more minutes for people to find their way here. We know how hard it is to balance Web 2 and Web 3, especially on a, yeah, yeah, on a yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is hyped, man. Like, yeah, this man. is crazy. It's been such a long journey for you guys to get to this months. moment. Months. And, yeah, man. Such a long time. And, and we were just catching up a couple of minutes ago going, you know what? Like, the energy right now is absolutely electric. Things are on fire right now. This, this, like, this is fantastic, man. This is so buzzing. Um, before we like go further, we've got like a little bit of a, a uh, Scott. We'll go into a bit more detail about how we're going to structure the show today. But just so yep. everyone knows, we'll be bringing up most of the guest speakers. Uh, anyone from the crowd who wants to come up and ask questions towards the end, um, the team have got a very special agenda for us today. It's going to be so good. Oh my God. We do. Yeah, we should start at the end. So we're going to end this thing off with uh, some public 
public Q&A. Unless you look like a spam account or someone who's just going to come up and talk nonsense, uh, we're not pulling you up on stage. But if you're someone we know and love and recognize and have a, have, are clearly invested in what's going on here, we would definitely love to hear from you. So hang around to the end for your opportunity to do that. Uh, but we're going to start off today. We want to get a little bit of background on each of the candidates. We'll give them an opportunity to give their intros. Uh, we're going to ask some some more broad scope questions of them, and then we're going to drill in a little bit and get a little more into the details about these individual candidates. Because it's not just about ideas, right? It's not all about plans. Anybody can write a plan. We need to know that the people that we're electing for the next CEO of the follow through, that they can execute on the plan and ideas that they have. So we are going to be finding out as much as we can in the time we have allotted to do that. Uh, that's pretty much it. I think that covers it. Let me let me run down a couple of a quick rules too, because I'm gonna, not going to have an opportunity to do this later. The if you get to come up on stage, if you're in the public Q and A, if we call you up to ask a question, uh, I highly recommend you don't ask a question that's already been asked because it's going to be a waste of your time, waste of the candidate's time, waste of the crowd's time. So many questions are already in the Discord. Please read them. Two, please don't show up and shill anything that you're working on. Please don't shill any project you love. You're, we got a big hook, and we're going to pull you right off the stage. We ain't got time for that. Three, please keep whatever's going on in your political life, in your life outside of Web3, Keep all that stuff away from this conversation. Our scope today is Kets. We want to know what you feel about these candidates. We want to know what you feel about this project. We want to know what Kets means to you and how uh, we can take this thing into the future. Everything else is noise. Let's keep focused on what's going on right here in our little bubble. Uh, all right, I think that's it for ground rules. Peachy, I, I wanted to take a few minutes too before we got going to reflect a little bit on what this journey has been like. Over the past couple of months, this has been, it's been a little bit of a ride. It's, 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 it, if I could describe it in noises, it's like, to, 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 oh my God. It, it's, it, it's, 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 I came far, far enough away from the mic. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't too crazy. Uh, it, yeah, it's been wild, man. It has been like one of those roller coaster rides where you go a hundred feet up and then down at a hundred miles an hour. It's been incredible. But I, I want to give my personal thanks and kudos to the transition team because I think myself, amongst some other core people who are OGs in the community, were a little skeptical of like, do these guys really know what they're taking on? Do they understand the gravity of the amount of work and expectation that's going to follow? And, and you guys exceeded everyone's expectations. And I just feel proud to be a cat again, man. If it, Like rocking this new style Dr. Peachy with the, the, Ilu, the Ilu cat and the money in the mouth ah oh, bro like this feels good being back at this point so good luck to all the candidates and i've said it to the candidates earlier in the crack house i hope y'all stick around regardless of the outcome and help us push this project forward that it's been amazing man it has been amazing crusher do you want to you want to say anything before we move forward yeah man i mean i'm just amped right now like pretty much when we started the transition team we really had three goals the first one create a governance structure for this community-led project we brought out the syndicate model because DAOs don't work so that was a huge success 
We created a proprietary voting platform. And I think the most important thing is like our main goal is just to change sentiments and get people excited again about cats. And, you know, the outcome of that was getting four fucking awesome candidates to the stage right now that are, you know, extremely qualified, extremely smart. And no matter who wins, Keds is in great hands with any of these four. So I'm amped that this all worked out. The future of Keds is extremely bright. And yeah, man, I'm just amped to get this going and see uh, see who's going to win these mass debates. This will be a mass debate for the ages. No doubt about that. Uh-huh. And it's, 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 <laughs> talk about changing sentiment. Three months ago, I feel like nobody would have would have put Kets in any kind of top ten list, and I feel like now there's a, a shot for that. Like the 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 potential energy has been building for so long that we're right at that point where it's time to take off. Anything can happen now, and it's made even better by the fact that the community is going to choose, and we're doing it using the technology that brought many of us here like we're gonna vote on chain and everything is gonna be recorded and the ledger is public and we're doing all this in the open and we've been transparent from the beginning that's fucking beautiful and that's that's got an interesting foundation to start this kind of uh, endeavor off with so i'm really excited to where where we can go from here and let me say this real quick too that uh you know while the the transition team the five of us well you know our names and you see us at the top of the server there are so many unheralded people behind the scenes that have kept this thing going. It is not even close to being just five of us. There are in DMs and tickets in the server itself, on Twitter, in real life. Like there's there is such a a strong community of people that wanted to see this thing succeed and were happy to give their time and their skills without ever having their name said publicly. And fuck man. Is there a more bullish indicator? I just, I am so excited about the next few months for this project. I cannot wait to see what happens. And one final thought, and then enough for me, because I know you're all tired of hearing me talk. I fucking love this transition team. The other four gentlemen that I got to work with over the last few months, I could not have asked to work with uh, a greater bunch of dudes. I've gotten to know them so well. I it's only a shame that we so many of us live so far apart because these would be the dudes that I'd be rolling up with every single happy hour, every single day of the week, just shooting the shit and having a good time. Like these are, these are quality gentlemen and not just these five, but our six man, Dr. Peachy, uh, the other people that we've pulled in along the way. This is, I can't wait to meet y'all in person. Cannot wait. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Well, enough with the circle jerk and let's get on to the mass debate. But I got more. Uh, no, all right, all right, all right. Let's get okay, okay. masturbating. <laughs> no, it's time. It's time. Let's get masturbating. <laughs> all right. Right. Well, let's hit it. All right. So let's. we got all the speakers up on stage. Uh, what I want to do first is give each speaker an opportunity to introduce themselves and who they are. I'm going to refer to all of you by your chosen names here, your non-names. Feel free to be as docs as you want. I know everyone here is docs to some degree. But, you know, use whatever name you want to be called. Uh, I'm going to default to your and non-names because that's what I'm looking at here on my phone. So uh, let's start with the first one in my list is function. You're at the top of my screen. So you want to hop up and say who you are and what's going on? Welcome, welcome. Oh, wow. What an applause. What an applause. Incredible. Um, What's up, everybody? I'm function. Um, Most of you know me as function. My real name is Michael. 
Uh, I've been in the crypto scene since 2017 full time and uh, just been uh, currently in the, in the process of uh, building and operating a marketing agency. Uh, we also have a product called Sense, which is a Discord tool, um, software as a service tool, helps you kind of integrate and elevate your marketing if you have a Discord server. And yeah, man, I'm just really passionate about crypto, Web3, NFTs in general. Um, got really excited when uh, the community was kind of like, yo, Function, you should apply for the CEO role. And um, always loved cats. I think my, my first cat purchase was literally the day uh, of Mint. Uh, I swept the floor pretty hard around what, whatever it was, one or two sold back then. Um, and played a good flip with that one. Um, but always been very interested in the IP of cats. Always liked it. I think it's a pretty cool brand. I think there's a lot of potential with it. And um, I think Peblo did, like, a lot of people don't like Peblo, but I think he did the best that he could with it and created something amazing. And now it just seems like it's somebody's time. Uh Whoever the CEO is, like it's somebody else's time to hopefully take it to the next level. So stoked to be here and appreciate you guys. Cool, man. Well said. Yeah, and that's a, you know, maybe a little known fact. Cats went under mint. <laughs> so you never know. You never know. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Uh, Snooze, you're next on my list here. How you doing? Hey, guys. ZM for everyone else. GN for me. Um, I'm Snooze, uh, Terrence in real life. I'm I'm doxed anyway. You could look at my my interviews on YouTube. Um, I am half of Thunder Advisory as well as one fourth of the co-foundership in Alpha Pharaohs as well as one third of the co-foundership in Nekozuma. Uh, I've been in Web three since I don't know three years now, uh, at least formally. I'm an IT project director for a Fortune 100 consulting firm that services the rest of the Fortune 100. Professionally, I work with a lot of startups and directors. I have a team under me that helps support and keeps me doing everything that needs to be done. Um, I'm better known as the QT on Web3. We run a Thunderspace every TTH for AMESD. Um, I also run a regular column, which you could look on my, my tweets there run every Wednesday and Saturday as part of the Icon Creatorship. I, I'm known to be a very stern critic of the space and um, have very polarizing thoughts, I think. But somehow people seem to agree that there is moral good in the space. Um, when the Kets position opened, it was good to be reunited with a lot of friends because I was there pre-build-up. When Pebble was doing his rounds across servers, I was the community mod in Cat Cartel then. Yes, we did get rubbed. We never got paid there, but we were we were at the time what cats were before cats were cool. And a lot of us in Cat Cartel migrated to cats. You could see old old people like Vaishal who are still on your server. They are my personal friends. Um, I've grown through tears with them. And seeing cats go to I wouldn't say waste, but seeing it be cut short with its potential, it just frustrates me, and that's what uh, emptied me to run. Awesome, yeah, man. That that's it. Always feels like a lifetime ago, back before cats minted. I can't even <laughs> can't even fathom that that long ago. It's crazy to think. Uh, well said, though. Thank you, thank you, Sean. You are next. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
The pause was nice. Uh, it's yeah. So I'm Sean. Uh, I guess actually before I introduce myself, I wanted to thank the transition team. Uh, the work you guys have done is just absolutely legendary and a big reason why we're here and a big reason why I stepped forward to to take this position on and voted for it. So yeah, you guys have absolutely crushed it. I think Peachy called it right. Like just over delivered on every every category. Um, really, really impressive stuff. Um, so I'm Sean. I live in Vancouver, fully doxxed. I in my real life, I'm a VP at an early stage tech company. I've uh, been investing and building early stage startups for close to 15 years now and have done a few other things. Uh, once upon a time, I was a lawyer and um, I've been in Web 2 now for just over, or Web 3, sorry, for just over two years, mostly trading, doing a couple things. I, I built the, uh, the Utes Whale Club and then I've been, I was in CATS previously and then came back, uh, came back fairly heavy when I found out the transition team had acquired the IP. Um, this community has always been like just incredible. Uh, the core of this community, there's something unique about CATS uh, in particular, just the fact that we're even here after everything that has happened. Just the, the idea of CATS seems to be bulletproof and it's super exciting and I wanted to be involved in that. Uh, so I decided to put my support behind the transition team. And then when we started this process, I was just like, you know what, I, I really want to do this. I care a lot about um, Web3. I want to see this project succeed and I think we have an opportunity to build something unique because of what's left here. Um, and so we're in, a, we're in an interesting position, but we can talk more about that later. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well said. I think that's true. A lot of a lot of people, you know, have have come. I mean, that's part of the beauty of Web three. You can come and go. <laughs> that's and uh, we're glad that you and so many other OGs have have returned for sure. Uh, forgive us while we fix these technical issues. I think we got PG back now. Uh, yeah, we're good to go. All right, uh, Sean. Thank you, Honey. Honey Bee, you're up, my man. This one's for you. I think I made it. Hey, what's good, you guys? How's everyone doing? Um, so I'm Honey Bee, or you can call me Brian, or Honey Badger if you want. Want the full doc nickname there. Um, so I come from, you know, I grew up natively online um, since I was 13, you know, playing video games professionally, fucking um, making money online, running some guild and alliances, transitioned into, for me, in the, into the classic world as a, as a trained musician, did that for a while as a cellist and as the orchestra director for a couple orchestras, um, and I taught at University of Massachusetts, and then pandemic hit, so I pivoted, and I ended up finding crypto, uh, and Web3 and all this thing, all the jazz, um, and it just made sense, you know, the ethos um, and the understanding of, like, digital culture and everything, because um, I had grown up in it, and it, it just made sense. Um, and then, you know, that brought me down the rabbit hole in 2019, and then I found Catch on Crack, and I just vibe with the community, vibe with the group um, since day one, right? I came, I came in, I swept off the floor day one, and, um, yeah, you know, I've had a lot of fun. I've been creating in the back since since I came into the space in 2019, uh, working with a couple different projects. Um, one of the biggest ones being Asteria Labs. We were a Web3 marketing and dev agency. We spent 
with some of the biggest projects we work with, like you guys might know, are CyberKongs. We built out their marketplace. We did a lot of product development for them um, and software development. Um, Psychedelics Anonymous and their second drop, Izu. And we also worked uh, with Llamaverse and all like the man's did a bunch of different projects, um, Magma Pass, New Cypher and all these things. So we worked all the development on the back end for smart contracts and software development for them. Um, and then I would also, I would advise and consult um, a lot of founders and projects along the way, um, mostly on marketing and strategy for the most part, because I, I come from that creative background and I think I'm pretty good at just like, you know, calling it, stirring up the pot, creating uh, fun experiences for people. And that's what I love to do. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Honey, thank you for being with us. It's funny. One of those, when people who swept the floor back then, especially on day one, I don't think that you could even get into the server back then. Wasn't it like kind of a thing to do? Like, you yeah, dude, I was so <laughs> sad. I was so sad the whole day. I was like DMing literally everyone. Like, Yo, send me invite, send me invite. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You just, that's, that was big back then. You close the server and increase FOMO and people sweep the floor. So gotcha. <laughs> No, we're glad uh, we're glad you and and all these other gentlemen have applied. Uh, I'm a, I'm extremely excited that there are four high output individuals vying for this position. I think that this is a no lose situation for cats. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what all of you have to say. So without further ado, let's jump into some questions. So what we're going to do now is um, we're going to give I'm going to I'm going to call everybody out. I'm going to ask a question and then I'm going to call you up one by one to make sure that you each have an opportunity to give an answer. If you can be succinct, please try to do that because we want to, you know, keep this thing moving and give time for, for the public to ask, ask questions there at the later, at the, in the later minutes of this broadcast. Uh, but first, the first question that we have for everybody is what does Ket's culture mean to you? What does Ket's culture mean to you? Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order now from where we just went. So honey, let me pick on you first. In a couple of minutes, what does Ket's culture mean to you? I mean, for me, it's being, you know, yourself to the fullest without any filter. I mean, we have so many personalities, so many opinions. And I think the the beauty of us is that, like, we really don't care. We're like the anti-culture, right? Like, it's instead of woke, we're like, fuck that shit. You know, <laughs> just say whatever you want um, and have fun with it and just be, as long as your intent is good, right? And I think everyone here that gets together, that's that's our, our intent are good you know we're trying to create something we're trying to create a family trying to create you know moments and experiences that we can all share and i think those are basically what our culture about it's just like fuck around have fun and you know create moments together well said thank you uh i'm gonna jump around a little bit here function tell me if you could what does kit's culture mean to you i would agree it's like unapologetically being yourself um the way I kind of view it is kind of like the rebels of web three, you know, like cats on crack. Like it's always had drug related themes and kind of just rebellious and fucking badassery vibes. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's the way I've always viewed cats. I think it's like just a group of fucking like potential badasses, but also like people that like give a fuck, you know, I don't think it's like the badassery and the unapologeticness is uh, separate from giving a fuck. I actually think it's tied to giving a fuck, you know, like we want to see like good things happen. We want to see the community grow. We want to see everything expand and build and et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a mix of all of those. Love that. Thank you. Well said. Uh, Sean, how about you? What does cat's culture mean to you? Um, maybe doubling down on what, what's already been said, but the authenticity of the community 
is like the first and foremost. I think too that like it's wild to see the savagery in the Discord and on the timeline, and then see the private one-on-one -on -one conversations and the relationships that are built. So like the authenticity has built a family, and Kets really has become this unique family that despite everything that's happened, just refuses to fucking die and wants to see this thing through and Kets IP and Kets everything to be part of the broader culture. And it's, it's, I think it's unique in that way where most communities would have given up. Kets culture refuses to do that and just keeps fucking grinding and pushing. And, and so there's, that's a big component for me uh, when I think about what it means to be a Ket and what our culture is. So. Yeah, man. Love that. Thank you. Snooze, you're last. I'm sorry for to say that uh, you're the last one to answer. What does Kets culture mean to you? What do you got? For me, because I think everyone just uses, throws on unapologetic, um, radical, rebel often. But I've looked at it more profoundly as being fun and being free all at the same time. And when, when I say free, it's more the ability to be free with your thought and with your voice. Because... No other person in no other community in Web3 is free enough to actually just speak their mind. And that's always been like the cat swan song, cat swan song. And that has always been for me what was powerful. And like there there were events in your lore where Pebble coming out and doxing, for example, and when people did the whole free Pebble thing, that was powerful because we could just speak about it and we could be divisive and that for me is what cat culture is. Great, thank you, Snooze. So I'm hearing a couple of, uh, you know, there's some agreement here among what what catch culture, what cat's culture is, and what it means, and you know, some some differences as well. So if you're in the crowd, keep these things in mind. If you're taking notes at home, if you're playing along, uh, keep in mind what everyone's saying. So thank you for that. That was your softball question to start this whole shebang. So uh, what we're going to do now for this next question is I want to give an opportunity for the three candidates who aren't answering to respond to the person who is. And this is where it's going to be a little bit a little bit of an experiment. So if you could, while uh, people are answering, please throw your hand up and we're going to see about pulling you up to answer. Like if you disagree with something, you don't like what they're saying, you do agree, you want to jump in and piggyback on what they're saying, put your hand up. We're going to pull you up too. You do not have to do this for every question. It's just an opportunity to do so if you want. So the first question I'm going to ask everybody is, or I guess the second question is, uh, is what will be your number one priority as CEO? And how will that lay the foundation for the future of kits? So what is your first priority and how does that lay the foundation for the future of this project? All right, let's hear from Sean. Let's hear from you first. What's your first priority and how does that lay the foundation for cats? Uh, this one's fairly easy. The first, the first priority, I think, of the CEO is to keep cats alive. Um, uh, like we're, we're in a really interesting spot. We've only had, we have a small treasury of souls, some USDC, cats in the treasury. But at the end of the day, we're in a fortunate position because we have extremely low operating costs. We'll have effectively an unpaid leadership group getting some small percentage of royalties. But ultimately, the CEO needs to make sure that cats continues and has the opportunity to keep taking shots. Um, so I, like above all else, that's, that's the number one priority. 
there's lots of other things that I think are more fun and exciting, but the truth is that that's, that's goal number one, stay alive. All right, honey, do you want to jump in? Yeah. I mean, just picking back off a little bit, um, but just expanding on it. Also, I was just like, I think it's, we have the peddlers um, who we should be leveraging. So I think for me, it'd be very much getting revenue in and turning it into like, uh, at least in the back end, I think I mentioned that, you know, B2B services where we can leverage our networking, our, you know, our curating, our, our, our aesthetic and stuff. Cause I mean, it looks, our branding, everything looks amazing. So, I mean, other people want that. Other people want digital creators and we have a shit ton of them in the peddlers. So, you know, offering B2B service on the back end allows us to create a revenue stream and also, you know, pay the fucking peddlers, you know, like then you get more creators that come in. Um, we start generating money for them and for us. And, and I think that's a, a line incentive, you know, kind of like creates the flywheel to get more people to come into our brand um, from the back end um, on top of like doing a bunch of cool product drops and all this stuff. And we have the money to do it. You know, like, I, I think that's like the biggest thing. Like we want to do cool shit. We want to have events. We have our parties and experiences, but you know, that costs money to do it at a, at a big scale. Um, so, and I'd want to do it right. So I think, you know, revenue like point blank is number one. No doubt. Anybody want to jump in? I can. Snooze. If What's I mean. up? For me, since this will probably be like the fourth um, technical D-Rug project that I've gotten to have my hands on. Like the methodology for me has always been index, um, reassess, reinvent, and then transform. Index, what is there, what currently we can surface and reuse reinvent whatever is currently working and see how it fits into the bigger scheme of things. Reuse it so that it starts to become profitable again. Rework it in in such a way that it actually makes revenue. And then transform it to be even bigger. I think there's a lot of things already working in Gets. And there's not a lot really that, like business sustainability-wise, it's just a matter of repackaging and reshipping. So... If, if we were to scale it in three months, that can be done just, just on reinvigorating. All right. Any, any, uh, Sean or Honey, do you want to jump back in before I call on Function? Function. Oh, Sean. What's up, Sean? <laughs> just clarifying. So if we have questions or comments, we can, we can ask. Yeah, man, we're freestyling <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I... I, I... <laughs> I want to give everybody an opportunity to to go back and forth a little bit if they want to. Okay, uh, I misunderstood the. Format. But you're all uh, so uh, you're so polite. Everyone here is just so. I, <laughs> we should have handed out knives or something beforehand. Get a little bit a little bit dangerous here. Like, but free, like right. fuck you, and then like interrupt. <laughs> like I think that's the way to go. Just like fuck you. Do you want to go pistol like, beat? <laughs> Do we want to no, go mean, pistol beat now? No, this just shows me. You're <laughs> terrible. Shows me how idea. professional. Dude, Everyone that was so the worst take I've heard. Fuck this shit. This. <laughs> Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Uh, Sean, let, go I, ahead, man. I, if you got some or function, please. Anybody? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, function. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I just I, before I say my piece, I'm curious for from snooze, and then I'm wondering, like, you said you see a lot of things that are working right now. I'm curious, like, what you like. I don't. I don't disagree with you, but I'm just curious from your angle, like, what do you see is working for cats, and like, what isn't working. So for me, um, because my platform relies fundamentally in digital and digital experiences, right? So enlightenment and that enlightenment engine is actually very interesting for me. Just on the fact that it's effectively a 
what was what was the Dijin ape tool? The wardrobe changer. It's effectively that, and with a couple of devs, you could actually rescale it in so many ways. Tie that to the already strong brand partnerships that we have, we could actually do a lot of things really quick. Like, um, I think we were we were talking with Ash on the other space. Honey remembers this, but those pre-subscription models that actually can tie in with a lot of other digital experiences that. In two months' time, you could actually start shipping out product and doing cool things that actually revitalize your revenue streams. Anyone disagree? Nope. All right. All right. If anyone has any final comments, we can move on uh, to another question if nobody has anything they want to add. I'll throw a spicy question in there. I don't think I gave uh, an answer to the question. You didn't. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. Sean, hang on one sec. Function, what's your uh, number one priority for cats, and how does that lay a foundation for what comes next? Um, I think, first off, I agree with every one of the other candidates here. I think they're all, like, aligned with kind of what I was thinking as well to a degree. Um, I think there needs to be... in In my opinion, the first priority is, like, how do you create sustainable revenue? for the project. Um, and I know I wrote a shit ton of stuff on the discord channel. I, I hope that people read it, but also I don't expect everybody to read every little minor detail, but one of my thoughts in there is specifically like you're almost when you absorb, when absorb and like absorb is kind of a weird word, but when the CEO takes over cats or whatever, or the executive team takes over cats. Like I really think it needs to be thought of as two separate entities, you know, like really you're, taking on two things you're taking on a cats as a brand and ip that has the ability to become a viable business and create revenue and sustainability for the project long term and b you're also taking over the community you know like to a degree you know the community is obviously their own thing and always going to make their own uh decisions and stuff but to to a degree the ceo has some responsibility for the community how they feel all those different things and so when i ask myself like what does sustainable revenue look like for a brand like cats? I think it has to tie into both. Um, And what I mean by that is like, I think there's a lot of like low hanging fruit activities that can be done to create short term and immediate revenue, Um, you know, merch and partnerships and all of these other things that um, to a degree, like are they to a degree it connect, it connects what the community has as a resource, like the community members with the community. Like if you're, you're dropping a merch line currently in the current form of cats, like most likely the majority of people buying the merch line, unless you make something absolutely insane are going to be cats holders. So you're just going to be extracting from the community. And I don't think that's necessarily a problem because like, that's kind of what the beginning phases of the revenue I I imagine would look like once you start to build revenue. But my main curiosity, which I don't have the answer for yet, I have ideas for, but I don't have the answer for is like, how do you create what I call what I've been calling high hanging fruit? Like, like how do you create sustainable revenue sources that don't solely generate revenue and pull from the existing capital of people within the community how do you expand it to people outside of the community in web3 or even potentially into web2 and other ecosystems um but yeah i fully agree i think like capital resource um in order to build upon a vision and 
with cats, especially in its current standpoint, is going to be necessary. And I don't think we can rely on royalties for that. Makes sense. Snooze, Sean, or Honey, do you want to respond to anything you just heard? Uh, no, not from me. I think I think Function hits it in the in the part because it's it's really quick wins first until you can sustain any longer term or mid term goal. I'm curious. I'm curious if any of the other candidates have ever built a company in non bull market economic conditions. I advise. I advise Fortune 100 companies, so technically we build them. Yeah, I come from the, I mean, I, I've been building digitally a long time, but like not Web3 uh, companies and then also Web2. It's just like from the classical art world. Um, and that's honestly competitive and hard as fuck trying to run fucking nonprofit businesses and orchestras um, and dealing with fucking not only just the, the managing of the people of the orchestras, but also like board of directors and shit and fucking. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this. For me, I, I think Function hit it on the head. Um, and I think we all kind of hit it. It was just like, hey, we need an income source first um, sustainably so then we can practice and like experiment and have fun doing all, all the other cool stuff that we have in mind. Um, but if, you know, if like, for example, we do an experiment and it busts and we just wasted, I don't know, 5K, 10K of the 20K that we have, like we're kind of fucked. Um, so I think service or product-based business, I'm, I'm leaning towards service because like less, less um, upfront cost um, and we can just leverage skills that we have. So I think we're we're kind of all aligned in that sense. Sean, I'll answer your question as well. I have built uh, this whole bear market. I've been building a marketing agency in our Sense Discord product. Um, we've reached, we've passed six figures on our marketing agency. Um, but it's hard to answer that as well because, I mean, it's not hard to answer it. It's hard to qualify that the answer is relevant to this situation because I think... Like I said in the beginning, I'm like you're almost dealing with two separate entities. You're dealing with like building the actual business while also managing, stewarding, and um, listening and paying attention to a large group of other, of other people. Like with, in my marketing agency, I don't have two thousand, three thousand other people uh, down my neck telling me if I'm doing things right or wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just me and my business partner um, and any employees that we decide to hire. Um, so I think it's, uh, a, like a relevant question, but also, um, not like, not exactly the same for me personally. All right. So let me ask this of, of all the candidates and jump in as you, as you want to, there's an opportunity here with NFT projects generally, but cat specifically that you might come in with great ideas and you might have a plan, but because there is thousands of people connected to cats and invested in it and want to see it succeed, they might have skills and ideas of their own that they can offer. How likely are you to fish that pool of ideas from the community and take something that might be a better idea than yours? You might come in ready to fire off a plan that you have, but then someone else comes along with a better idea. How do you handle that? Are you going to be are you going to be cool shifting everything that you built, tried to build over the last couple of months, or, or what? What do you what do you think? I'll start on that one. Um, why like the reason like why I haven't been writing in the Discord channel like I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and I what I specifically did was I wrote like four or five phases and then at the very end of it I said guys these are just ideas like. And the reality of it is like 
for me and my personal perspective and like vision of this role, like while the CEO may have final decision-making power and all of those different things, like it still becomes like, it's still going to be a group activity, you know, like it's still, uh, relies on the other executive members. Um, I would hope that like, and I do believe that there's a lot of community members in the cats community that want to participate beyond just, um, telling you whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. Um, uh, so personally I'm open to it. Like, that's actually what I would want more of. Like I, I, I don't think that one person can ever really have the answer to a successful venture. Uh, and in the businesses that I've been a part of and, and, um, projects I've been a part of, like, it's always been a group effort and like aligning with different people and their visions and trying to understand, like, how do you find congruency, um, amongst a large group of people, uh, which I'm to be honest, I don't really have the answer for Like I just wrote in discord before we hopped in here. Like, like I don't really like, I'm, I'm fully honest. Like I don't really know how to manage a group of 3000 people's different expectations. Um, I think it's the, like that, that alone is like an extremely large task. Um, but it's one that I applied for. And so I'd be willing to experiment and see if I can do <laughs> Fair enough. Sean and then snooze. Yeah, I can go. Um, so my plan when I, if I win, when I win is to lock the doors. The transition team's not going anywhere. Um, they are going to work 24 seven, 365 and help build this fucking thing. Um, seriously though, I, I think the whole dynamic of, of cats is wild. Other project. We are, a, we are fully community owned. We have no treasury. I know we keep talking about revenue and maybe this is spicy or hot. What would we, we don't have any idea what we would do if we had 200 K in the treasury, 500 K in the treasury. And truthfully, what probably ends up happening is we burn that cash on and pay executives money that they shouldn't be receiving, which we're seeing across the ecosystem projects are folding. Founders are taking all sorts of shit for drawing big salaries. Like it's, it's not the path forward for us. We have an insanely talented group of people with aligned incentive debate who should run this thing. And I, I think that like, it would be wildly foolish to come in and say, oh, I, I know exactly what to do. I'm going to do all these things as opposed to let's figure this out as a group. Of course, like accountability sits with the CEO. This thing lives or dies by that person making final calls on stuff. But this is, this is definitely the definition of a team effort of trying to make this thing work and build something special. And I don't think Ketz is going to end up looking like any of these other projects, it, it just can't. We don't have VC funding. We don't have a large treasury. What we do have is like insane IP, incredible branding, uh, like a, a wild community and just tons of like scrappiness, which mean, basically means we're bootstrapping this thing. Everything we do has to be done without, without spending cash. We have to figure out ways to make cats the most fun place you can be in web three. And, and then maybe out of that, we'll discover some revenue streams that are sustainable or whatever, but ultimately like um, this definitely isn't a, I've got a 30, 60, 90 day plan. I'm going to come in and just implement my playbook here. There is no playbook for this. No one's ever successfully done this. So there's, there's lots of work to do, but, but yeah, that's my answer. Snooze, go ahead. Um, um, I'd chime in because I'm actually someone who's done it. Um, historically, I'm one of the scrappiest founders in web three. We did a, a sub $3 mint for all the alpha pharaohs and just built utility. But it was also a lot of sacrifice from 
me and Tim when we were just the two of us. Um, I think I see, compared to most people, the strengths of coming with that no-raise mentality because you can be grittier, you can be scrappier, you also can be a lot more adventurous with your ideas. And though I do agree with the two of it, with the two guys, that yes, the, it is team effort. Yes, there it's going to be a lot of pivots. But I also think that projects that can actually survive, regardless, are projects that have a strong direction. And I think that's where a CEO comes in place where regardless of the tide that the community will provide you, like as long as your clear direction is there, then it moves. We've always, for example, in our case, Tim's always said that Pharaohs were a social project. So whatever pivot we've done, whether task to earn or raid to earn or being alpha callers in day zero, it always started with the direction that we were to be social contributory to the rest of the space. And that's been our guiding principle ever since. I think the CEO is in charge of defining the guiding principle. And then everyone else can chime in. Yeah, kind of to piggyback a little bit, or I guess respond, I think uh, I agree with everyone in terms of like uh, the function of Sean, especially when you're talking about like, hey, we, you know, we don't know any we we don't know what the direction is or what exactly is going to make it pop but i don't agree that you can just kind of like roll the dice and kind of like be like okay let's uh figure something out like this it it almost it doesn't really give me an answer or a plan whereas like i kind of agree with function in the sense of like they're the front end and the back end where it's like okay on the front end you're dealing with the community and we can use them to source ideas um, and then, you know, that, that's why we have this structure where we have, you know, an advisory board, transition team, uh, executive board who decide, you know, okay, out of all the ideas, let's filter through which one makes the most sense for us. But on the back end, we need to be making money to be able to even experiment to begin with, um, to be like, you know, could we only have 20K, like every, every business needs revenue of some kind, um, sustainably. That's why I'm kind of, I'm leaning towards that service business on the back end. Cause that, that, I mean, it's not sexy for the community, but we're making money. So then we can then spend it on the ideas of the community that we're searching from. Yeah. Just, just to respond to that, um, maybe ask you a question, honey, what, what value does that add to the community? And like, like, and maybe I'll respond and then ask the question, but I don't, this, it's not about having, not having a direction to travel. I think the, the vision that I have for cats is that it's the most fun place you can, you can spend your time in web three. That's the direction of travel. Like that's, that's where value creation happens. But in terms of, uh, so like, yeah, but like just, what are you, just, what are you doing just, there? Like, what are you going to do? That's fun for people, right? That, that isn't happening now is my question. Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's tons of things that we can look at. Uh, to to make cats the most fun. A lot of them are like non-innovative ideas or doubling down or expanding on stuff that already exists. The peddlers, I think leaning into IRL events, leaning into cats ambassadors, building an HQ, uh, exclusive merch drops. I think there's like tons of ways to make cats exciting and fun for those of us in the community who are, who are really bought in and want to see this thing become something special. But ultimately, like there, there is no proven playbook for this. And I think that the idea that we just go build a service-based business is kind of trash, to be honest. Like it's, I, I, I just don't know what we're doing. What are we doing with that revenue that's been helpful for cats? I, I, I kind of look at like flipping that 
of like, if we do th things that the community responds to, which won't be a service-based business that doesn't benefit the community, that will then make Kets an exciting place to be, attract other people and effectively build like a sustainable growth funnel for us to uh, get new members, drive or royalties, drive sales. And I think then like sustainably grow this thing in a more structured manner because, yeah. But I guess my question for you though, is like, what, what does the uh, service-based business do for Kets outside I mean of... Yeah. It's, it's 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 in tandem to what you're talking about where it's like you know we we are doing all that we're doubling down on the the culture community doing all these events doing all these things but that costs money up, like regardless right like to make these merch drops to do these events and all these things like yes we have people who are who are very kind in our community and have connections to like drop things but it's not always going to be free and you can't do this sustainably forever right like you're always at some point going to be like okay we need to make money and that's why I said service business on the back end where you're benefiting creators, the Paddle Earth in this case, um, where they're making money and they're creating, you know, they're, it, it's again, back end, right? Like, and it's feeding the, the creative types in our community um, to, to generate re revenue to then go back to what you're talking about, where we can now spend money on all these events, all these experiences, all this merch. Yeah. So I think, I think you kind of nailed it though. Like we have an insane community with tons of talent. We all have lots of connections. We don't need to start off by spending a bunch of money to run experiments to see what, what first of all, is fun and exciting for the community and what, two shows us signal that it could actually start driving revenue. And the stuff that shows us signal, that's where we start making investments and continue down that path and grow this thing in a way that is both builds our treasury, but is also about having fun the entire time. And I think if you flip those two things, we end up running into a wall. Like it's, it, it's, it's just a, a challenging path forward. Function, what Function, do you think? You you want to jump in yeah, I was going to jump in. I think like what you both are saying is like super important and relevant, to be honest with you. Like, I like what Honey's saying because he's like talking pretty much about like, hey, how do you create something that's going to A, build sustainable revenue that B, doesn't solely rely on current holders to create that revenue and i so i really like that thought process and then i really like what sean's saying because he's like cool well how does that actually benefit cats as a community you know and in my opinion i think like you both are right and i think there just needs to be like clarity around the differentiation of actions like and which which actions like the ceo whoever the chosen ceo is is, is taking to build the actual company slash the brand IP of cats and what actions the CEO is taking to appease the community and make them feel more whole and connected. Um, I think, I don't think it's like two sides of, of the same coin. I actually think it's like, well, I think it is two sides of the same coin is what I'm actually trying to say. Like it's, it's both are, both are like important and both are absolutely necessary in order for the growth of the company itself. And to like add on to like what honey's saying and to like support you a little bit on that as well. Like I agree, like as long as you're building service based companies that provide revenue and help like expand the brand IP of cats and, and, and the, the overall vision of cats, then to me, to me, like to a degree, like that should naturally flow into like the community feeling supported and the community feeling aligned in what the actual vision is. Um, so I think there's going to be like some activities that whoever the CEO is takes to like 
solely focus on the community and make sure that they're appeased, they're happy, and they still feel like connected. Then I also do think there's like some really important activities that the CEO is going to need to take that may not directly benefit the community. It may not be like holders get 50 bucks because we made a product. Like it may not be something like that, but it will indirectly benefit the community because a, the, the venture of cats will have more financial capital to grow. Um, and B also the brand and the vision of cats will continue to be able to expand, which in, in the long run, like should benefit holders, you know, for me, although I, in, I do in. understand where like Sean's coming from, because obviously when you, when you consider a services play, it doesn't really feel like the community is benefiting. It feels more that we're, the project is making money off of the community, but I do think that. For one to for one to for the project to fly, one must walk first. So through services and through, in my opinion, like creating a creator sandbox, which allows people to actually create and um, harness the IP the best way possible, that will birth more revenue and more revenue streams in total. So for for kids to fly, we need to walk a little bit first. Uh, any any final quick thoughts that anybody wants to jump in with? Because we have more rounds ahead of us. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I think we do have pretty strong disagreement here, which is probably a good thing. Um, but ultimately, like, if anyone votes for me, I'm not interested in doing anything that doesn't check two boxes. First and foremost, it has to be about the community. This is like, we are not a business in, in the sense of other NFT projects here. Not a single person running for this owns equity. We do not have funding. We are fully community backed and owned. Uh, if, if anyone else who's vying for this position thinks that like, I'm, I'm not just, just not clear on like what, what we're trying to create here. And for me, like the, the, the North Star, the only thing that really matters is, is it fun for cats? Is it adding value to our community? And I don't define value as a, as a sustainable revenue stream. Those things need to be built, but they're not, they're not the North Star priority for Kets right now. We have no operating expenses. Nobody's drawing a salary. Like we, we've managed to grow our, our treasury pretty considerably over the past 60, 90 days, whatever it's been. And like we're trending in the right direction. And I think if we, if we try to just basically mimic or prioritize the same things that other projects have done who have wildly different uh, cap table structures, funding structures, we are going to fail. The, like that, that's not the path forward for Kets, in my, my opinion. It's not how we succeed as a community and it's not how we create something lasting that other people wanna be a part of. Nobody in Web3 who's not already in Kets is gonna be excited about becoming a Ket holder because we created a sustainable, a sustainable revenue stream doing a service business. What they're going to be excited about doing is joining a community that fucks hard, has tons of fun, and just shows up daily, having a great time, has great events, has great merch, and just loves being cats. That like with, that, Sean, that's what sorry. this space is. Sean, sorry, I need to butt in because with what you mentioned, that you mean fun experiences, how can that not be a service? Because I come from the services field, and for me, all of those can be turned into services. 
Sure. I think I think when people, I think when Honey's talking about uh, service-based business, he's talking about providing services to the rest of the ecosystem, not yeah, no, providing. It's about, it's, for me, it's just like because like even if you're like what you're talking about, you're like events and all these things. It's still a service, yes, but like you still again you have to fund this. It's not just like you're gonna have to turn it into like a way to make money, right? In some capacity, but it's it initially you're gonna spend what like a thousand, two thousand bucks for like a, a small event, and, and now you have already spent ten percent of the treasury, right? Like you. It, for me, it's like these service-based businesses initially on the back end, right? And I think we're, st I think we're aligned in the sense of like we we want the same thing where we want cool events, cool merch, cool all this cool shit to you know experiences and have fun and like do all this creative, innovative stuff. Like I mean, like I mentioned in my in my stuff, like this mischief approach for drops and stuff to kind of like tap into guerrilla marketing and all the all the the creative people and all the crazy like fuck you attitude to kind of go viral uh, and get attention. But like you're, we're doing all of this to increase our brand awareness, like point blank. But like in order to do that, we need capital to experiment and innovate in any sort of capacity. Like you're not gonna be able to do that shit for free, like forever anyway. Yeah, fully. And I think I think like the, the when you double click on that though, again, like going back to what's valuable for our community is all of those initiatives, whether it's events or merch or whatever else we come up with, we have the talent, the connections in the community. And so if we need capital on something, the next question we have to ask is where does that come from? Do we spend our treasury on something unproven? Do we look at ways to align incentives and allow uh, members of the community to invest in and participate in the value creation that takes place there and have some percentage of the revenue stream go back to the treasury, some percentage go to the members of the community who put money forward and time forward to build these things. And I think like there's lots of growth hacky ways that we can get there without trying to think about like, let's go figure out how to build revenue streams for the sake of building revenue streams. Let's do shit that's fun and then find out, okay, this stuff is working. Let's invest more in these things. There's, there's potential here for revenue. Let's invest more in these things. And it's not expensive to throw events. Like it, it does, we're, we're not, we're, you know, <laughs> we don't have to throw massive events. We could, we could have Kets ambassadors in every major city in the world hosting Web3 events for the entire ecosystem to come and just spread the gospel of cats. They don't have to be like crazy events. We can run them at, at pubs, at bars, and just let people know that cats are out here. We're supporting the ecosystem, and it's a place where you can come find a home and have a great time. We are ecstatic like, to hear all of you talking to each other about these issues because that is exactly what this next round is all about. Dr. Peachy, do you want to see yourself to the stage, please? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for all those fantastic answers for what it's worth we have a lot of uh, i hope everyone uh, has time to listen back through all this through all this later on because there's uh there's a lot of gold in here a lot of great ideas uh thank you all for your answers everybody i'd like to bring to the stage dr peachy the one yeah, and only yeah. yeah welcome sir yeah do you know I'm actually nervous because you know what I'm like. I don't like confrontation. I'm fairly shy in real life. And so this is this has genuinely got me nervous. And I don't think I've ever been nervous on a Twitter space. So this is just quickly before we continue, anyone requesting to come up to the stage, uh, I'm going to we're going to kindly decline you and everyone will have a chance to come up after this next round. But I'm very, very nervous and pleased and excited to be hosting the unapologetic round, which took us many hours of research and consideration to pit all of you off against each other. PVP, mano el mano. So um, on spaces, you're going to receive a lot of FUD. 
as CEO. It's part of the job. And you have to be prepared to fight your ground as a CEO. So I want you to answer these questions honestly. Strong disagreement and honest, unapologetic opinions is what we're looking for. And we've curated some questions designed to pit you guys player versus player. And now is the chance to fight for your position. So do not hold back. We're not here to make fucking friends. We're looking for the next CEO. Okay. <laughs> so, Snooze, I'm going to ask you questions about Honeybee. Honey, Honeybee, I'm going to ask you questions about Snooze. And we're going to get going. Give me a thumbs up so I know that you can hear me fine before we get going. Okay, lovely. Snooze, you're up first, brother. So in Honeybee's core plan, it's around unique and entertaining viral in real life products, similar to the fuck you glasses. Now, this was actually one of Peblo's ideas. And do you think Honeybee has got a, win a winning formula by enhancing a Peblo idea and executing it well? Or does this show a lack of originality? What do you think? I don't think it's a lack of originality. I think it's capitalizing on where's opportunity. And to Honey, it's actually quite crafty to already use something that's very strong in your brand to actually try to re-echo what, what the space sees. Because there is stickiness with what Pebble has done. And trying to, I think trying to move too far away and do a rebrand just fucks up whatever brand you currently have. Like, Peblo is part of your history, like it or not. Damn, Snooze is such a nice guy. I was I was expecting him to be like, I'm fucking you, you're fucking wrong, you fucking piece of shit. Like, like, I wanted some drama just to fucking... I was like, all right, all right, let me get the nails done. Honey, you haven't taken a bath today, motherfucker. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're actually not wrong. Well, look, I know, look. I know, I know the time you take a bath, my, my guy. We, we talk to each other all the time. <laughs> Look, look, nice guys can finish last. So, you know, sh Snooze might have shot himself. In I the can foot. kick you in the balls if I want to. <laughs> I'm a doctor, bro. I can just put myself back together. You can kick me where you want. Bro, I roast coffee. Do you, do you, do you realize <laughs> I can kick you into the roaster? <laughs> oh, legend, man. Legend. All right. Look, look, look. So let's, let's, um, let's let Honeybee answer a question about Snooze. And see if he is as forgiving. So Snooze wants to focus on digital collectibles and expanding our digital avatars and Web3 footprint. Um, he's obviously had ex uh, had extensive success and experience with Alpha Pharaoh's raid platform and has hinted something similar for Kets in his plans. Uh, the former Kets team didn't like Raid to Earn when Alpha Pharaohs approached them because they felt it devalued the brand and that people should be raiding because they're enthusiastic and not for a financial reward so I, the question i've got for you honeybee is uh do you think uh, wh where do you stand on products like raid to earn is it a perfect fit for the cats community or is it just another web3 vaporware product that people will forget about in a few months time uh, that's a toughie because i feel i mean i'll be honest like my initial impression the raid to earn i didn't like um and actually, funny enough, I talked to Fluffy Muffins about this because he was super, and that's a friend of Snooze that worked at AP. Um, and he would tell me about it all the time. And I remember they came to our agency because they wanted us to do a little, like, basically do, like, affiliate marketing for them to, like, get them out to, like, more, more get them more clients. And I remember I was, like, oh, kind of, like, a little skeptical about it just because I didn't, 
I didn't think it was as as worthwhile as it is. Um, but you know, like they've been doing their thing. Um, I, I mean, I could I don't know if I could ask news a couple questions about it just to get more information, maybe in terms of like revenue and like how 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 much cost upfront it is. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think I think I, I do agree with the the sentiment that you know anything that goes viral and anything that is good should organically grow. Um, and people are going to rile behind it, right? Like if we create a product or a service um, that people love, they, they're just naturally inclined to just fucking rate it and, you know, fucking share it. And I think that's better than paid, but paid is also, you know, part of marketing, you know, um, if you want to scale that out, right, you, you pick out your organic uh, content pieces and then you scale it with some ads, right? Like Pudgy Penguin is doing this to go mainstream. Um, and that's what got them into Walmart. And they had like, you know, the media kit to show them like, here are the numbers, you know, here are the impressions. Here's the engagement that we've gotten. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. I've, um, I'm about to turn the heat up a little bit now and perhaps get a little bit personal <laughs> we've had a look through all of the business plans and we've picked out all of your weaknesses and i want the other candidate to um give their opinion on it so i mean the perceived weakness so snooze this is for you bro the perceived weakness of honeybee is that he perhaps does not have enough connections and reputation in web 2 and web 3 to be successful in this role with what he's trying to achieve in your opinion why is your reputation stronger I can drop an uwu as a tweet. It'll get 3,000 gauges. I think that alone. But besides it, I mean, I move the space horizontally through my partnership of projects. Like everyone knows who I work with. And everyone works together. The space only survives when we work together. It's really a community effort. I don't think a lot of people realize that. That when... When you take me in, you usually take eight other project founders who work with me very closely, from Andy of Cyberfrogs all the way down to Hellboy of BVD Cat. Do I do I comment <laughs> on Honey though? Like, do I do I do I try? <laughs> I I think we're good. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked you. Deep. I I could I could go at honey, but I mean, comparative to me, like this is the value I provide. Honey, I know exists in ETH, and a lot of his connections are his group of advisees that he's done well in ETH and in some parts of Sol. the The difference maker is that he would among the three or four of us rather, um, influencer clout, he's probably the he's probably at the bottom. But that will totally change, I guess, if he takes the role. Like he'll have, he'll have all the cats behind him. So he needs it more than all four of us, if I might think. You guys are you guys are like really tight, like clearly. <laughs> I, I'm expecting fucking bombs to go off when we try. This I don't know why you you pitted me against him though. Like you literally because know we're you, right because you're now. friends. Because <laughs> you're friends, that's why. And you know sometimes Peachy like, likes his drama. I swear. <laughs> I really don't. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> I'm hot under but the I, collar. <laughs> we have a rule. We have a rule in consulting. We have a uh, rule dude, in consulting. Well, like, if when in doubt, banter out. 
Yeah, totally. Look, uh, a great answer to those questions. Honeybee, uh, I'm going to ask you about Snooze now. So Snooze has got co-ownership in Nekazuma, Thunder and Alpha Pharaohs. Um, and it's there's a perception that this might actually distract him from having the uh, necessary focus to be successful at Kets. Um, tell us why you think you will have better focus as CEO of the project than Snooze will. Um, for me, uh, big brain, um, got more time. Short answer. Um, what does, uh, long answer is more, uh, I think, I mean, he's working on these, all these other projects. Um, maybe he can find a way to connect them in some capacity or like, you know, leverage, um, the networks to, to help each other. But I do think, you know, it does take time away for me. I have a lot of time on my hand. I mean, I work for myself. Um, I freelance a lot and I, you know, I usually get contractors for advising yourself, but right now I haven't been taking anything on um just because one i took a little bit of a, a hiatus in, in august just because i wanted a break from from everything the bear market and everything was just a little slow for me so i just wanted a break so i've been traveling around kind of like you know reflecting and kind of like coming up with creative plans um so right now i have a lot of time on my hand um i, I that, that might be like another way to say unemployed um for some people i guess but <laughs> you know we're we're enjoying life a little bit um and having time to just be creative amazing cool thanks man i think uh you two uh, th we wanted to pit you guys off against each other because i think a lot of people weren't aware of what you've done in crypto or the ecosystem specifically around cats because the other two guys have maybe had a bit more of a louder voice in cats in the past and i think you you guys have come out and just shown such incredible presence and skills and yeah i think a lot of people have been very surprised and you're, you're going to give a lot of people to think about so i appreciate you guys at least um you know kind of taking the gloves off and, and giving each other a little slap on that <laughs> you know we appreciate it we, we, still, know we, we still did a gentleman slap sorry wait, about wait, wait, that wait. Kind I of wanna, no no i want to answer snooze's like little little you know side side slap comment about me being like the force influencer and i was like yo like two months ago i was ranked number three on the leaderboard behind gary v for most impressions on the, on the entire global leaderboard, not just NFT inspect, not like the fucking little micro niche where there's a hundred motherfuckers. No, the entire leaderboard. Because my reply guys, if you go through my highlights, I had fucking twenty k likes and like my reply guy skills is next level impressions. And I would monetize that shit because I would you know I would comment funny memes and shit, and then it would funnel <coughs> my bad. It would funnel into people clicking my profile, and I had like a link, and people would start be like, oh, can you do marketing for me? And it was on notice. Um, so people were hitting me up with a shit ton, but then I got suspended because I fucking put a race car meme and apparently that's violent. Apparently fucking putting, you know, need for speed is violent. Hold on. You got banned again for race car? For a fucking hmm. race. Yeah, I put a, I put a car. Said it was violent. I am not, I am not going to talk about Formula One with you then. I, I was literally thinking of bantering with Formula One, but maybe some other time. Function, see your hand up. Anything to say? Yeah, you guys mind if I jump in on that a little bit? Um, I think, like, if I'm just going to add it's like a little sidebar, like, I honestly, even if I, like, like, just by statistics speaking, I have the most followers here, I, got, I don't think it matters, if I'm being honest with you. Like, it actually might be even more beneficial if you don't have the most followers, to be the CEO. And I know I'm kind of putting myself in, in the bad light in that, like that scenario, but it might actually be true. Like, I, I really don't have the answer. It might actually be true though, you know? Um, so I, I, 
I think that in the form of like connections and relationships, it can matter. But I think that every single person up here has the capacity to either have connections that they're, they've already built in their network or build new connections as the CEO of Cats. So I think like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, I don't think it really should be like a popularity game per se. And I don't think anybody here is necessarily saying that either. Um, but I just wanted to kind of like add that in there. Like I've seen Honeybee fucking make some crazy ass, cool, creative content already. Um, and just because he has less followers than everybody else doesn't necessarily mean he's a less viable candidate. And in fact, I would, I would disagree if, if that was the, the, the statement being made. Um, but I know I'm not really supposed to be in on, on this is between snooze and honey, but I just wanted to add that. That is a, it's a great point to the debate, isn't it? It's beautiful. I th- and that's true. But you know that you know how people in this ecosystem work, right? But like, there's so many uh, shitfluencers that people follow and get dumped on, and and people do look at these sort of things. So it's relevant. It's it's nice that you've at least segued and and jumped in on this to make the the point for those of us that are that are empathetic around here and have a, a bit of brain that is it really isn't about your follower count. And it you know there are a lot of very smart people in this ecosystem. But of course, I'm trying to bait you all out and see how you handle such situations. So um, these were great answers. We're now going to move on to the spicy, spicy and function and Sean. And if you don't take your gloves off, I'm not voting for either of you. And Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> and that's, that's minus 30 votes for both of you. Dogs. In, in, in all seriousness, like, you know, I want you guys to answer these questions as honestly as you possibly can. And the, off the back of these debates, people will be making their decisions and you've got to show that you can stick up for yourself and, and have your own back when it matters. So uh, without further ado, let's let's jump straight into it. Um, Sean, I'm going to ask you a question about Function. So Function put in his business plan in phase two, he was going to set the table. Um, setting the table is burning enlightenment, burning glabber, starting new enlightenment. Uh, raising money through blockchain VC grants, ecosystem partnerships. And um, the bit that sort of stuck out in that was raising money from VCs. We've heard a lot of things about that in the past. Do you think that is a good idea or a bad idea and why? We should go to the moon too. Um, Good idea, bad idea. I think, um, I mean... I don't, even, I don't even know if that matters. There's no VC in the world that's giving cats money right now. Like that's that's just pie in the sky bullshit. <laughs> like, um, I would love it. I would love it if a VC would would give us capital. But there's nothing in our current state that would lead me to believe that that's even a world of, like in in the realm of possibility. Um, so yeah, p- pretty short answer, but like. So, could we, if we got there one day, would it, would, could it maybe make sense for cats to raise funding? Yeah, of course. Um, I think there's something potentially interesting there, actually. Like, do we allow community holders to participate in that and become like equity owners in the in the future of the project? There's something there. Uh, we could do a crowdfunding, uh, pro- possibly. But um, yeah, like right now, no, no chance. It, it's like next to zero. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate your opinion on that. So you th- you think it's 
probably a little bit premature to be having that in phase two, considering the market t- conditions right now. So, function, I'm going to ask you something about uh, something about Sean, and and you can answer this as honestly as you wish as well. So, uh, based on activity in the in the server, Sean is looking like he's ahead of the game as the favourite candidate right now, but just purely based off engagement off of his plan. Um, but he said he can only commit 18 to 20 hours a week. And do you think people should be concerned about this or not? Not, no, I, don't, I personally don't. Um, like, if I'm being honest, I can probably commit 10 to 15, maybe 20 hours a week. Um, <clears throat> I think, like, every single person in here has other responsibilities as well, and it's not a paid position. So to automatically expect that someone's going to start putting in 40, 50, 100 hours a week <laughs> is probably um, probably too high of an expectation to hold of any candidate, in my opinion. So I think it's fair. I think it's more than fair, to be honest with you. All right. All right. Bet, 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 bet. Is everyone taking notes? <laughs> um, right. We'll get on to the, um, we'll get on to the savagery and then I'm going to pass back over to um, Sexy Scott and he can open up the floor to the, to the DJs to come and um, give you guys a spanking. So, uh yeah, so on to the last sort of question. Sean, this is a question about function. Do you think he's a good team player? Uh, interesting question. Um, I, don't, I don't even know how I could, could know that. I think uh, he certainly has a long-term business partner. So, yeah, this isn't super spicy, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with probably uh, reasonable. Yeah, but like, I don't, I don't have anything spicy to say on that. Like, I've not worked with Function. I'm not sure. I don't have like inside track on people he's worked with, whether or not he's a good team player. I think um, I will say something very positive. Uh, Function has an incredible eye for um, trends in the market and has timed things really well. And I think like on a on a positive spin has just done been like, um, done a great job. I think of like transparency and rebranding and refocusing himself over the past six, seven months, whatever it's been uh, publicly. And I think like net net, it's a positive for the space and and could potentially be a, a big positive for cats. So, yeah. Thank you, bro. You're supposed to tear me a new asshole, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's taking the bait. Let's, let's go on to the last question, um, which is for you function. Uh, do you think Sean, has enough presence and gravitas to be a CEO of an edgy, unapologetic brand such as Kets. Can you explain what you mean by presence? Like, are you talking about social presence or what kind of talk? What are you yeah, so, so presence? public speaking, social presence. Do you think Do you think he's got the the crazy attitude to be a CEO of a project like Kets? I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't see why not. Um, Again, I don't know Sean super well, but we've had one good conversation via Discord before we got on on the the CEO train, and um, I think he's a great candidate. To be honest with you, I think like if anything, like his communication skills in Discord show that he has the ability to communicate with a large audience and to be able to continue to like listen to what everybody's saying and and do his best to meet their needs. You know. Um, I'm personally not the most active on Discord. Like someone posted a screenshot, they're like, "There's this is how many times everybody's posted in the in the Kets Discord," and I think my show was literally one fucking page. You know what I mean? And everybody else had fifty pages. So um, 
I think in terms of communication, I, I think he's a great candidate. I'm calling like extortion, collusion, collusion, like, collusion. <laughs> like we we thought, we thought hard about those questions to lay out lots of bait traps. And he's you, terrible. He's soft. Yeah, <laughs> like do what, it. What the fuck, man? You, you're all. Awesome, yeah, <laughs> you're you're also uh, you're also Gandhi, right? All of you are so Gandhi. Like, I think the previous team set this precedent where you have to be like as offensive as you can without offending anyone. And you, you guys fucking nailed it. Like, what the fuck? See, <laughs> I think what you should have done is used AI a little here, where you took everyone's voice from spaces or whatever, and then made models and made clips. Like, you're like, we're gonna play a clip that Snooze said about Honey, and it's just like him talking mad shit, but it's made up. So then we come in here. <laughs> That's the type of creativity we need. <laughs> or you can leak group chats. You can leak group chats. You like, yeah, like, like catch DM, us in 4K. Fake DMs. Always works. This is a terrifying concept. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. I do have uh, one, one question for you, Function. And it might be a little spicy, but it's something you wrote on your application. I feel like everyone should be aware of. And you should be able to comment whether this is something that's still applicable or not. But... In your application, you noted a couple conditions of being CEO, one of which is you would need 10% royalty revenue, 50% of the revenue from additional streams that you create, and you would only run if your CMO was also included on the executive board. Has these conditions changed or are they still relevant? And I'll uh, let uh, other candidates comment as well. To clarify I wasn't asking for that for just me. I was asking that for me and my teammate. And yeah, to be honest with you, like one of the main things that is really important to me is having someone who is, uh, who I know really well, you know, and my current business partner, his name is Sam. He's unhinged intern. Uh, he's run the radio shack brand account. He's probably the most audacious marketer I know. Um, yeah, I think he would be like absolutely perfect for the CMO or the chief brand role. Um, and so those, those conditions were us together. Um, and they were thrown out there mostly because like, yeah, I really would like to work with him on this. And I know that it's not something that is determined right now. I, don't, I know it's not something that like, I can't say like he is C CMO or whatever. I can't, I, I don't make that. That's the decision of the community as we vote more and more executives into the role. But yeah, for me, that's really important, man. I think, um, having people around me that I've done business with that I trust um, most of the brainstorming uh, around cats. I've sat in the room with him doing uh, spending time and energy and, and focus on how to build this properly um, and having someone, he lives right down the street from me. So having someone that's like in person that we can always be jamming and we can always be like coming up with ideas. It's, 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 it's something super important for me for sure. For sure. So, if you were to get elected CEO and for some reason, you know, I know Honeybee is obviously a phenomenal marketer. And if he ends up running for that, if he doesn't win, um, if he doesn't get that role, would that impact you as CEO if you were to be elected? Uh, yeah, to be fully transparent and honest, I think it would. Yeah, I think it definitely would. Um, I don't know exactly how just yet, um, but I think it, it would definitely affect um yeah, my desire to like be really fucking going full force with it. Not a question. Sweet. Appreciate the honesty. All right, everyone. That has been. Wait, he asked for 10% royalty? 
was it? Did I did I hear that wrongly? Correct. I asked for ten percent with with my CMO, so that would be two two rolls would get ten percent. Oh, the current the current the current seven and a half or whatever for the CEO. So yeah. All right. Any final thoughts from that round? Can I ask a question? Hell yeah, go for it. Awesome. I, so I, I personally think having skin in the game is really important for incentive alignment and to just be motivated to build value like over a long period of time. I'm curious to hear uh, who's, uh, how, how other candidates are thinking about it how many cats they hold and why and, and what they think about incentive alignment. It's kind of a long question. I get it, but I'm curious. Feel free to jump in. Anybody else? I'll jump on and to start on that. Um, it's kind of why I focused incentive alignment about around potential revenue created in the future. Um, mostly because I have one cat fully transparent, my PFP. Um, I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't necessarily think how many cats I hold should be an alignment factor. Cause like, even if what I have 200 cats or something, what am I going to do? Like get like cats go well, they get up to 50. So on. what I'm going to do, start selling the cats as the CEO. It doesn't really make sense, uh, as a, as a proper incentive alignment for me personally. Um, so that's like where my head's been at is like in terms of incentive alignments, like royalties are great, but in reality, like 10, seven and a half, 10 percent, whatever is a team like uh, of the 5 percent of optional royalties on a collection is not going to really pay any bills. It's not going to do anything too crazy on the financial specter. Um, and so instead of like, buying a bunch of cats and then hopefully they go up and giving me an, a liquidity opportunity, which I just don't think is like aligned for me as a potential CEO candidate. Like I, my, my curiosity is like, how do you actually build revenue sources that um, can benefit cats and then also benefit the people that help build them? All right, Chime. I share similar mindset with function on this one. I do think though that because of the nature of this election, it's a little bit, um, how do I put it? How shall if I were to sweep? Because ideally, I could have sw swept the moment I announced for candidatorship. But the way this election works is the more kits you have, the more votes you actually have also. And I don't feel that's as honest with the community. Like, I want the community to decide who their leaders are. And I'm not going to be taking, like, outside of voting for myself with the one kit that I have. I'm not going to be voting for anyone else. Because I want it fair and I want the community to have full faith in whoever is taking the helm. And that just might be my morals. Yeah, so I have two cats. And, I mean, I, I kind of agree in that sense where it's, it's kind of weird if you, like, swept a shit ton and you're like, let me just you know, buy my way into like, you know, winning with a shit ton or like fucking being like, hey, I'm more valuable because I have so many, but like you're eventually, like you're only, the only reason you're doing it is because you're eventually going to want to sell, right? Or like take some profit, take some off the table. Um, It's not that case for everyone, right? Like, but for the majority of people that do it, like when you say that a line is sensitive, like I, I just, it doesn't make sense, at least optically also for, for a leader to do that. And I mean, you see it all the time in the timeline. Like if any fucking Vitalik sells some favor, everyone's like, what the fuck? You know, he's rugged, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
So it just doesn't work optically. And I think it kind of ruins brand sentiment. Whereas if, you know, you stake with one or two of them, you know, you're kind of, you, you, it's, you're, you're still aligned. And I think the alignment should be in the sense of like how it functions in that you take a percentage of like, you know, whatever deals you come in and all these things, cause then it aligns incentives. So that way, you know, you're bringing in bigger and bigger, bigger deals. Um, you get more sales in and you're doing all the, you're doing so much work and you're getting a percentage of it for all the, the work that you're doing, but you're not really, you're not taking, you're not extracting directly from the people in the community. Sean, you asked the question. Do you have any, do you have a response for any of these fellows? Yeah, yeah. So I obviously take the other side of this pretty hard. I think that incentive alignment is the name of the game, basically, for, for almost every type of organization. Um, and that it's nearly impossible to align incentives without having a meaningful skin in the game or equity in the project to over a long period of time. And I think that it's a bizarre world in which you're trying to build value for community members who have far greater vested interest in in the project than you do. And actually, like connecting this to the start of this conversation, it, it, it's not surprising that that revenue is goal number one for for these for the other three because it's the only way in which they realize value for the work that they're putting in. Um, and so that that makes sense. No, to me. I, I might need to correct that because with how I see this project, it's a social project. So the fact that I'm stockpiling kits because I could sweep it anytime, it belittles the potential of the project. That's one less holder. So fundamentally, because the charter is designed to spread out and be loud, if I were to devalue it, I'd be sweeping it myself instead of turning more people into kits. Sorry, just to understand you, what you're saying is it would actually be a negative what I'm saying for is, you to own a lot of cats? Yes, because I'd rather have a lot of citizens in the world turning into a cat holder. You lose another buyer because people are already bought in. I could have a unique holder count of 5,555, and we'd be way, way louder than if there was only 400 cats. Like the potential for... for Virality is stronger with more holdership. So why 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 focus on whale whale holding? Why not do a higher tier collection instead, if ever? Like that's why that's why some projects who are structured on this avoid whale holdership and actually have a higher DAO. Like the way DKS is set up. Kings are separate from nobles for this reason. A whale dumping makes everyone suffer. Let's be real. Anybody have anything to say? Hey, fellas, I see you uh, requested. We're not taking requests just yet. We're going to call up the public just uh, in a few minutes from now. But thank you. Uh, anybody want to want to jump in on what Snooze and Sean are saying? No, I kind of agree with Snooze in that sense where, you know, where if you're you're hoarding a lot of them, it's one less holder, right? Especially in our collection where it's limited. Um, so I, I get that side. But I also get Sean where you're like, you know, you're saying, hey, if I'm putting my money where my mouse is, like, you know, who, who like, my 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 opinions are valid, my, you know, I'm, I'm aligned in this. But, you know, that's not always, 
it, it doesn't make it accessible or relatable to most people, right? Because not everyone can sweep 200 cuts, you know, like that's just a fact. And I don't, while yes, you need capital to get things done, it, 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 you're almost like contradicting your point of like saying like, hey, you know, we want to do cool things, but like if you don't sweep, you know, your opinion isn't, isn't as valuable because uh, you're not putting where your, uh, your money where your mouth is, where it's like, I don't know, because I, I, I just... No, no, I, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at all suggesting that owning less cats makes your voice less important in the community or your opinion less valuable. What I'm saying is that having less of a vested interest in the success of our community directly impacts how seriously you take the role and your responsibility to the community. And it's not just me. It's literally every business from the start of time where it, it is critical for the leadership of a business that they have a vested interest in the outcome of that business. And there, there is very much a difference between the CEO and the rest of the executive team and the rest of the community because the community is trusting us and putting, putting us in a position to drive value and create value for the whole membership. And if in doing that, there's a, there's a minimal uh, participation or risk factor for the people stepping forward, the opportunity for there to be incentive misalignment is everywhere. But yeah. to establish that, it's not through just sweeping a lot of kits, especially pre-campaign. Like, if I win, I could easily sweep. I think going oh, So will, will, you, will you, Snooze? If, if you win, yeah, will you... honestly. Will you... Okay. Honestly, I'd flip the DKS for, for a couple million kits, or has how many that would cost. <laughs> I, I think part of it is also, like, I think of like, you know, just general businesses, right? Like they, you have people who we're putting our reputation and our time and effort into this, right? Our skills and like, we could be anywhere else, but we're here for a reason, right? Like we wouldn't be talking on this stage. We wouldn't be investing our time and efforts um, to begin with. So I think in, in that sense, we're all driving value and we're having these conversations and discussions about like, oh, you know, what's the future? Like, how can we drive revenue and all these things? Um, but then also if I look at traditional businesses, or of any kind or any project, like, you know, they raise funds. Like, this started out raising funds in order to start doing things. Um, and businesses always need to raise funds in some capacity. So I, I get you in that sense. Um, but you look at big businesses, they get, you know, they do, like, fucking A to Z funding rounds. Why? And, like, they're, they're raising money from bigger whales who are invested into the interest of the team, like, into the team, right? They're like, okay, I see these group of hungry young boys, young men and girls who are going crazy, who, who want to build a vision, have a vision. They don't have the capital, but we got the capital and we want to support them, right? And I think that's, that's basically what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, I think I think we are aligned. But just to put just to push back on that. So as someone who does invest in startups, there's no investor in the world who's investing into a team that doesn't have a large stake, whether equity or some other form in their own business. It's never happening. And, and, as, and as like what ends up happening at every round of funding is that there's a new liquidity pool of options available to align incentives of the entire team through stock options. And like, we don't have that in this, in this version of the world for cats. And I think it's critically important that the executive team have a vested interest in this being successful. Um, Sean, on that point, on that point, I fully agree with you. And that's why, um, that's why I, I'm very deep in DKS because the structure is set up to do exactly that. You have a higher tier where people have bought in more with more skin in the game. With something like Kets where there's only one general collection, you devalue so much from being a whale. That's the reality of it. The moment you decide to resign and you're dumping all those kits, it's a problem for everyone else. So how do you establish such a, a the perfect balance if this is the structure? 
structurally it's not it's it's flawed it needs to it needs to move where your project design is moved towards more unique holdership at least currently Anybody want to jump in? Function to slide your hand up. Do you still want to? Yeah, I think the only thing that I would add is like, <clears throat> I agree with all the parties here. I think Sean makes uh, an interesting point about startups and vested equity and all that different stuff. I think it's, it's for me, it's a little different because it's like, you know, if you have a startup and you, got, you give some guy 5%, and then like a couple months down the road, he's just like, you know what? I'm over this. Like I'm done. Like it was fun. I helped you guys, but it's just not for me. Um, he doesn't in most startup cases and scenarios, he doesn't necessarily have the capacity to just like go on the market and dump. Um, not saying Sean would do that or, or any of any of the participants here would do that. Um, but it does like outline like, difference in the ecosystem between like owning an nft as quote unquote equity in a company versus owning quote unquote equity in a company you know um it, it just has it, it just has different dynamics um so i don't know i wouldn't say like anybody's like right or wrong per se but i would just note that the the, the, the dynamics are much different um than and cat is that owner equity I think you cut out a little bit for me I don't know if that's true of everybody else as well um, got most of that though uh, well uh, yeah I don't want to keep pushing it uh, I disagree uh, with <laughs> clearly uh, I just bought four more cats. I'm going to keep buying cats. I'm not fucking going anywhere, whether I win or lose uh, being CEO. So, Live during the debate. There you go, fellas. Uh, all right, everyone. Uh, we have a third round coming up here. Uh, I would say to, that we could take final thoughts from candidates here, but they're going to have a little more time to talk. We want to hear from people in the crowd uh, especially people in the community that do have a, you know, some investment in kits and have been here a while and understand what's going on and are, are going to ask questions that haven't been asked a hundred times already. Uh, we're going to, I think, put on a little bit of music. We're going to try to gather some questions. If you are a frequent flyer in spaces that we run, we might not call on you. We are not going to have the time to get to everybody who has questions to ask. We're going to do our best to pull people we haven't heard from yet or uh, who might have questions that haven't been asked before. So please keep that in mind. Yep, and uh, try to keep it to one question only. Make it succinct. Make it well thought out. Um, if it's a really stupid question, we probably might just kick you off. But yeah, just keep it, keep it short, to the point. Cool. And without right. further uh, ado. Fire it up, baby. Raise your hand to uh, come up and ask if you got a question for these these candidates. Oh. 
All right, Ketman. Looks like you're the first one up. Let it rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, fam? I got a question for all y'all, man. Let me check it out. I wrote it down. Can you share an experience from a former job where you made a mistake, which you'll never make again, and will probably benefit us in the future as CEO? Okay, man. One more time, if you could. Could you repeat that one more time? Of course, man. Can you share an experience from a former job where you made a mistake, which you will never make again, and will benefit us in the future as CEO? I'll start on that one if you want. Um, can you guys hear me all right now? You said you were having trouble. Yeah, yeah you're loud and clear. Good to all go. Right. Um, I think a quote-unquote mistake that I've made, especially in like um, honestly just thinking that I know that like what's right. You're, you're rugging, you're rugging, you're rugging again function. Damn. Hold on, let me shut some shit down. I'm on Wi-Fi. Let me see if I can't shut off fucking a computer or something. Can you hear me now? Am I still rugging? Yeah, you you sound good. You just kind of cut out suddenly. But this oh. is spaces, man. This shit. Who knows who can hear who? <laughs> so, I, I live in the on Wi-Fi, so sometimes if my fucking laptop's on or something, it uh, doesn't pick up as well. But uh, I, what I was getting at was I think that uh, an area that I have always been uh, kind of uh, just in general is like like as a leader thinking I know what's right. Uh, has been an area that I have been constantly working on, um, specifically with my marketing agency and with the team that I work with. Like a lot of the times, I'm like, "No, dude, like you guys don't know. Like this is the this is the right answer." And then, like <laughs> later on down the line, it turns out to be that like a couple of the other guys had really fucking good ideas. And if I had just like been a little bit slower, been a little bit more patient with them and with myself, then I would have. Um, have a broader perspective on like how to execute and what what's necessary to execute on. So I think that would be like, like uh, my quote unquote mistake would be sometimes thinking I'm right all the fucking time (laughs) when in reality, like the, from what I've experienced and I think like what the benefit, like I know we talk about DAOs don't work, um, but like, what the benefit of a potential Dow model brings. Um, not saying that we're going into that immediately or anything like that, but just teamwork in general is that everybody has different perspectives. And usually the, like you can't figure out what's actually going to work. If you're stuck thinking you're the only one that knows what's going to work, you have to listen to other people's advice. You have to kind of absorb it. You have to sit around and, and brainstorm with people. You have to go through iterations that sometimes work and sometimes don't work. And you have to be open to all those different possibilities to see what uh, could potentially become successful. Um, I think that's where in the past, my downfalls have definitely been um, definitely thinking that like, I know what's right um, and not keeping as open of a mind as I could. Um, and that's something I'm, I have learned in, and honestly, I'm still learning how to like properly do, you know, Well said. Thank you for that Thank answer. You, so also for the other ones, man, for every, for every candidate. For me, it's probably being too nice. 
like people know me as generally just being too nice but i think i've learned over the the time in web3 that there is there is time to speak your mind and just talk against someone and like this whole year alone is just testament to that like i've been glaringly more vocal about when i disagree with something like i've went toe to toe with carlos even and we're still friends we we just respectfully disagree with certain things Sean, I do you have an answer to Catman's question? Yeah, for me, I guess one of my biggest one, and actually it was like a recent one, was just uh, more of a like internal like team culture difference, where you know, I, I think making sure that you you trust your gut a little bit as to like how you feel about people and how you want to work and be honest about how you want to work and expectations, um, and kind of aligning like kind of creating tradition, tradition and like rituals, like you know internally to kind of get everyone on the same boat like I, I at least for me like the culture of a, of a team a, a, the best team that i work with like we feel we're open we're honest you know we can discuss don't take things personally and um and be like we can just iterate fast like that's how i like to work um and, and i think that's an important culture to foster and like take care of like i, I almost treat it like fraternity maybe because i come from that i i, I wasn't a frat so like we had a lot of stuff like that um, but we we got shit done, you know, and like we loved each other at the end of the day, regardless of like how much we might have disagreed. Um, but we could have a drink and like, you know, talk about shit and always wanted the best. And I think my, that my mistake uh, was, you know, like I, I went into a project like for more for like I knew I could do the job, but like I came in without really caring too much about the company culture and like just left kind of disdained a little bit, like kind of like, I oh, fuck this shit, you know, and, and I don't want that. Like, I, I always want to make sure that I pick and join teams where, you know, I'm aligned in that sense. Love that. Anyone, Sean, did you get a chance? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain on this one. The So the question is, what mistake have I made in the past that I would never make again? And would help drive cats forward. Is that right, Kevin? Exactly, man. It can be a yeah. mistake. It can be um, a working method you used, or or anything, man. Yeah. Um. So, I, I've been in a lot of different industries, uh, building businesses and leading teams for quite a while now. Um. I can't. I'm trying to think of a mistake I haven't made that might be easier. Um. I've, you know, whether it's like how to lead teams, personnel issues, not understanding the importance of good strategy and tactical execution, um, giving up too early, not giving up soon enough. Like I, there, there's examples for all of it. I think probably the biggest biggest kind of regret I have or mistake, I, 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 I was a founder of a, a company after law school and we, I, I had less money to start with than we have currently in the Kets Treasury. And we managed to build that thing to 10 million in revenue in under three years. And that blew up uh, because of, of personal uh, slights and like maybe just inattention to internal culture and, and other co-founders. And um, I, I think like the takeaway from that to me was uh, after some years of reflection is actually to, to not work with people who you don't have alignment with because it's tough to solve that after the fact. And it's really important to be like, you know, kind of aligning us to cats, cat, what we all think of cats is like, you really need to be who you are and make sure people understand who you are and you know who people are before you start doing business with them. Um, and I think, I think failing to do that puts you in a tough spot. 
And I think, I guess the way that applies to Kets really is like thinking about who else would be on the executive team and who you'd work with. It's critical because there's five roles. They're all really, really important. Um, the CEO is just one. And then there's going to be tons of other supporting roles. But I think at the end of the day, it's really important that the people who take those roles and join the team and help out are aligned with and have the ability to work well with one another because it's not going to be easy. There's going to be lots of failed experience, experiments. There's going to be lots of uh, challenges and friction, which is necessary. And I think um, all, all of that doesn't work unless you, you've taken the time to make sure that you're working with someone who has integrity, you know, speaks honestly, and, and basically follows through on, on what they're going to say. So, yeah. Thank you, Sean. Kat, man, did that answer your question? Yeah, for sure, man. Like, thank you all for showing your vulnerability in this question, man. Uh, great job. Keep going. Uh, keep doing this, man. Thank you. I'll hop out. Appreciate you. Kat, man, is the realest motherfucker in the game. Not even a second place. Uh, Sally, what's going on? You're welcome to ask a question to the group or to an individual, whatever you like. Yo, what's popping? What's popping? Yo, a uh, good session so far. I've been listening to all you guys uh, chat your thoughts and your your mind. But I had, I had a question for <clears throat> the three that were kind of leaning towards having a bag in the game. And then one for Snooze on the side here because he's got a kind of a different stance uh, to the opposing three here, I guess. But I guess my, my first question would be, well, it's, it's a dual tandem question here. It's one question. But for the three that were talking about having skin in the game, you know, uh, having more cats over having uh, unique holders. When you come down to decision-making for the project, how do you separate yourself from your own bag versus what's best for the project? And then as far as Snooze's stance goes, how do you expand value to, uh, if you had a, one unique holder, so one holder for each cat, how do you drive value to those? Because um, a lot of times you see you have to stack a certain amount to get value or, or with RevShare, you're going to earn more with, you know, with more cats, et cetera. So that'd be kind of my my, my uh, dual faceted question there. Any takers? <laughs> I'm happy to jump in. Um, so yeah, I I have a large bag of cats. Um, my question is how how would I separate? decision-making from what's best for my bag and what's best for the community. I feel like that's, that's actually the reason that the executive team needs to have skin in the game is that um, what's good for the community is by default good for me and my bags. And I think that needs to be the case for all the executive team members. That's the point of incentive alignment um, and why people should have a vested interest. And then what was the second part of your question? Well, the second part was really for Snooze because he kind of stood on his own there uh, with that side. So you answered. I appreciate okay. it, John. And I did want to say, I, I, okay, did want, cool. I did want to add to that, like, there's different levels of, in, of investment in skin in the game. I mean, I've personally seen firsthand where, you know, people will, will want short-term gains so they can pump and exit versus people that are really there to drive value long-term. Um, and whether they have one or yeah. 200, that, that's what they're there for. Um, but I do understand what you're saying. So I appreciate the answer. Yeah, I can maybe just really quickly expand yeah, on that, actually. Yeah. So... I, I think I think that like it's definitely the case through as long as I've been in this space that if founders start selling, the community goes insane and most likely rightfully so uh, because they're wondering what the fuck's going on. I think if for cats it, with with our team not having much in terms of compensation, uh, no equity in the business that they're trying to build, and varying degrees of personal investment in the project, we probably do need to be pretty thoughtful about like what that looks like and 
there's there's models that we can draw from for this. Like there's rules around how um, publicly traded companies and their senior leadership and and so on can can move some of their their shares or what have you. And I think like it's not a one to one correlation, but there's something there. Um, and I think for the most part, though, like and for me personally, um, so long as I'm involved in cats, nothing's being sold. And I think that that's like potentially really potentially the path forward for this is that if you're on the executive team you, you don't have the option to to be selling or trading because you have effectively insider information that the rest of the community doesn't have and it's it's just not a good look for the community and it's it's not something that will invoke trust from people or the broader ecosystem yeah yeah i dig that for sure yeah i had five cats since mint uh up until you know like last month so i'm with it i'm with it um but yeah thank you Allow me to answer as well, because I think I take a polar opposite stance everyone else's. For me, unique holder count is key. And one-to-one is actually even more key. Why? Because you effectively establish what value for the community is. Because the moment you sell, you're gone, you're gone from the community. That's also why a lot of these one-of-one DAOs are so successful with maintaining floor price and maintaining community value. Whether you look at that as community value on floor price or on value for sheer community. Because if you're not going to get into the server, you're not one of us anymore. So what does that mean for if you're a whale? Well, it means that you have 400 different chances of leaving, effectively. I don't agree that skin in the game only represents your skin per se, your holdings, because I'm very against bag bias and... With a 100 solo floor price of 400 NFTs, that's hard to look from. But of course, it is very noble if you're able to do it. But greed in the space perpetuates very differently. We've seen it with every project. I think Genuine Articles is probably the only founder I know who, although although he says hasn't sold any geckos, I think he hasn't sold any geckos. And that's just because I know him personally. I think a lot of people buy into greed and this is an execom uh this is an ex uh, executive committee with a lot of competing interests so i'd rather get the greed out of the equation altogether so that it can fly and how do i do that by limiting the power of whales because the moment someone has 400 and decides well i'm not happy anymore what happens to everyone else who only holds one or five they're struggling and they're stuck and i've been in that situation you could always promise me through your words that you won't sell, but when has that ever been true? You could easily sell into loans, right? We, we know the game. We've been here long enough to know it. And that's why I prefer establishing a structure that actually competes against it. Something that shows that you're in the game, but you're also equally balanced by providing your community the value it deserves, which is access to it. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's kind of what I was getting at. Like, uh, and then I'll jump off here after I say this, but like, uh, personally, I don't really buy huge into the projects I work into because I feel like it, it impacts my decision making too much, especially if I'm in like a C-level role. Um, don't get me wrong, I definitely want to invest in it. It's just, I feel like at that point, uh, there's too many conflicting emotions and it's hard enough to separate your emotions as it is, especially when you see that floor price, that floor price pumping. And Snooze also touched on another thing, which is where if you have whales holding that many cats and you have all these people holding one when they start selling. I mean, it just, it fucks everyone else. Um, so I think I later mean, on down the road, you could do something I mean, like everyone's that. favorite, favorite example, right? Look at the D gods today when Machi came in. How was that the horror story for Frank? We don't need another one of those situations. 
dude, man's was literally begging him on spaces. Like he's like, please, Mati, can we get a jump on a call? Please, please. Bro, like, Frank like, please. lost like, all his Frank. machismo. Like he was on his knees. <laughs> he was like, please, can we please talk about this? Yeah, I've been been pretty big on on anti Frank. Nothing against him personally, but just the way he runs things. So I appreciate you guys' answer. Yo. Sweet. Let's uh let's move on to the next question. If there's nothing else to be added by the candidates, um, I think Ash, it's all you. Yeah. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, fucking great to be here. Thanks for uh, giving me the chance to speak. So, uh, I'm just gonna ask Sean first, uh, basically, because I think you're a leading candidate in terms of the polls, and you have like the I guess the largest holding in terms of cats. So you're probably the strongest candidate right now uh, in terms of winning the CEO role. So I'll just probably hear you. Uh, and the main difference here is, uh, with regards to my question, is I, I think in terms of difference, in terms of direction, is uh, your everyone else is de- decoupling cats uh, with the community and the business. And uh, for you personally, I think you're, you're kind of combining both of them. So uh, I used to work at a short stint during my under, undergraduate years at uh, basically a small VC firm, uh, 40 million VC uh, uh, fund tree, that kind of thing. Uh, so there are good problems and bad problems. A good problem is, uh, my mentor used to tell me, a good problem is I have no money and I and there are too many good companies to invest in. A bad problem is where I have too much money and there are and there are not enough companies to to have right so so those are so there's there's a good problem and bad problem right so my question to you is what what makes cats fun for you right because because i think your, your your entire pitch uh, is is really on your authority and in terms of uh your like your background and your and who you are as a person like your, your background executing projects and stuff and, and stuff like that but web 3 is fundamentally different from web 2 so my my real question is uh what makes cat fun for you, and 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 yeah, why what, what what is fun 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 kids? Thanks for the question, Ash. That's great. Um, so I, what makes cats fun for me? I had a bit of a light bulb moment uh, last year at NFT NYC. Um, like the, I think anyone who's been here for a while, which I'm guessing most people in this space have been. Um, you know, there's been some, it's been pretty fucking savage for 18 straight months or whatever it's been like, it's, you know, there's been opportunities to, to make money and have fun, but it's been tough. We've just been watching this slow and steady decline of the entire ecosystem. And it's been really, really hard to stomach. And I, 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 I was wondering before, before NFT NYC, like, why am I still spending time in this space? There's lots of other ways to spend time. I've got a busy career, you know, I've got a life outside of nfts that i'm happy with like what why do i keep spending time here and it comes back to just like the people behind the jpegs and that that's the light bulb that went on for me um in new york i and i've got to spend time with people i'd never met and i realized that holy shit i you know regardless of age or uh gender or any other kind of category everyone there was instantly my friend and like we had been talking and interacting online and it turned out we had, you know, in many cases, similar worldviews, similar interests. We all wanted to see Web3 and underlying blockchain technology be successful. Um, and I loved it. And my, my home for the past, you know, my, my primary home for most of my time in Web3 has, in, has been actually and was the DGAs and the Utes communities. And what I loved about it is that, like, whatever anyone here thinks of, of those communities, like, I, I, it's not really a question. But the people there are really authentic. 
they kind of don't give a shit. They say what's on their mind. And it cats felt a lot like that for me when I was when I joined previously. And when I came back, the people are incredible. They're ambitious. They're creative. They say what they think. And they're fun to be around. And I, I got to meet some of the cats community in person. I met Dr. Peachy, uh, Hero, and I have become friends for a couple of years now. Um, and, you know, it, it, that, that component to me is actually what's fun. And it's why I think that we have such a special opportunity as a community owned project, because we can lean all the way into the community and the human aspect of who's behind our cartoon JPEGs with more authenticity than any other project outside of maybe CryptoPunks, who, who literally their roadmap is do nothing. But like, we, we don't, there's, there's no founding team that owns equity in cats that's trying to build this. They're not trying to, we're not trying to raise venture capital to, to do this. It's just a bunch of great people who have a shared love for the brand, for the art, for the way we connect as a community. And I think that so, like, that's, sorry, can that's I, what's, can that's what's can fun I... for me. Yeah, can I just say that? Uh, could you uh, steal man that argument? Cause uh, that it, it seemed a bit elusive there. Could you just steal man? What, what exactly is fun about cats? Uh, and and like, how will you make it uh, more fun moving forward as CEO? I think we got that answer from him. I don't. I don't want to start uh, layering qu- uh, additional questions on our initial question. We have a little bit of a queue going here. Yeah, Gosh. we got a lot of questions to get through. Okay, sure, sure. Then, uh, then a final, final question is, uh, no, yeah, in terms of no, fun- we got to cut you off. I'm sorry. There's too many people sure. requesting, and you asked your one question, so we got to move on. <laughs> Thank you, Ash. All right, calling up Jason. Go ahead and speak. Oh, shit. All right. Well, first off, thanks to the transition team for what you guys pulled off, man. You guys absolutely killed it, um, especially when everybody counted cats out. Community came together and look where the fuck we're at. Syndicate voted in and now we got a bunch of candidates up here spitting their piece. Um, I do want to touch base and it's a double edged uh, question, if you will. I do want to touch base about skin in the game. Um, Although I do like seeing a CEO that has the conviction of having a monster bag in the collection that they're behind. However, I will say that just because you don't have uh, a major bag, that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have the same amount of conviction. Um, But anyhow, what I wanted to say was, um, sorry, my little guy just came in here. (laughs) But what I wanted to say was, uh, this is primarily for function. Um, a function, I, I gotta ask you, bro, like, I know you have a huge following on Twitter and, and one of my good buddies that we both know very well speaks very highly of you, but, um, even the most successful businesses, the owners don't typically get 50% of revenue generated, um, for their ideas. So I, I, I just want to know, like, I'm not saying you're worth it. I'm not saying you're not worth it, but. 50% of any additional revenue being brought in by your plans, that's that's a good chunk, man. Like McDonald's, for instance, literally lives off of 3% profit of the revenue. So that's saying a lot, man. But I just want to know your take on where those percentages came from and what justifies the community or what justification can you give to the community for that percentage? <laughs> Completely fair. Uh, 50%. To be clear, was in my 
like contingencies with the application was uh, working with my CMO. Uh, if he if he does get uh, approved as CMO or chief brand officer, whatever we're calling it. So it wasn't just for me specifically, just to be clear on that. Um, and two, like I'm just op- I'm open to other negotiations around it with the uh, transition team. Um, it was just an initial thought pattern that I had, mostly because, um, yeah, it's like where where like where where do incentives align, and what would make me like extremely excited around it would be getting a percentage of the things that I'm like building and the revenue that I'm bringing in. Now, does it have to be 50%? No, not really. Not like specifically it's like attached or tied to any numbers. Um, was openly ready to discuss that with whatever the community or the transition team or whatever, whoever uh, ultimately makes that decision moving forward. Um, but I think it's definitely something that I wanted to bring up in my application because it's not something that I've really heard any of us really did, like discuss or talk about. Um and like as any of the CEOs move forward, whoever is chosen, uh, I do think that's like a decently large por- portion and part of like the incentive model for them to continue to like build and crush it and kill it, especially if um, in the current moment there's no funding for the CEO position or for any of the executive positions beyond, beyond just like optional royalties. So that's kind of just where my thought process came around with it. Um, Again, not like super attached to any specific number, but just the the idea I had right off the top of my head. Awesome, brother. Well, thanks for answering. Uh, I will say I'm a little little let down by all the candidates. That was a kick-ass answer, by the way, Function. But I am saying that I am a little let down by all the candidates because the transition team set you guys up to full-blown act like cats and get into a cat fight, and you all acted like pessies when they set you up. Um, so kudos to all you for holding your composure. Fuck you, uh, Jason, dude. That's a fucking dumb question, bro. <laughs> I'm going to rip, rip that mask off your face, Jason. Come right, here. I'm stepping down, boys. Let's go. All right. Let's cheers. Appreciate it. Theo, you're coming up next. Yeah, the dramatic pause is, is nice. The emphasis is suspenseful. You're on mic, though, man. What's going on, Theo? <clears throat> How about we jump Malaka. over to student? Well, Theo figures out the mic. Ah, uh, student, we lost you again. Theo, you got to unmute. <laughs> nah, he's still connecting. Yeah, Malaka is still connecting. Oh. All right, student, are you, are you struggling to connect as well? Because we're, we're starting to uh, get into the wrap-up phase here, so there's going to be final questions at this commenced. point. So if we can't get Theo, uh, I think that'll be... Uh, I lost him, dropped him. All right. Uh... Oh, Theo, there he is. Me sound... <laughs> Yo. Like Bozo right now. All right. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, first of all, kudos to all the team, kudos to all uh, candidates. They put their uh, time, their money. Like, thank you all for the 
for for your involvement and definitely over the past three months we we changed uh, quality and level. So first of all, thank you of all four of you guys. We really appreciate what you have done in sets. And everybody comes with pros and cons. There's no point. With it. it has been discussed. And I know Function has answered this. And he said something to Pablo. But if there is something the other candidates want to share with Pablo, or if Pablo could come and bless us, that would be ideal, I think. And yeah, that's all I have to say. God bless. Thank you, Theo. I mean, I I. I know I already said it, but I could start it off again. There's probably some more. I said it at the very beginning of the space, so I might as well just reiterate it. I, I fuck with Peblo, man. I like Peblo. I see Peblo down there. Shout out Peblo. Um, I think, you know, he did an extremely, like, there's a lot of, like, I get there's a lot of negative sentiment around Peblo sometimes on Twitter. I see it. Um, but I met the dude in person and uh, when I went to Dubai. And overall, dude, like, I think he did an amazing job. You know, he took the brand where he could. He created something that, had some crazy viral traction in the bull market. I fucking, I remember when I first saw the cat's Twitter page and they're tweeting all this weird fucking shit. I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this? Does anybody actually buy it? Then it sells out hella quick and everybody on Twitter is talking about it. So overall, like, dude, like if, if like I did get elected as CEO, like, and even if I didn't, I would say like one of the initiatives that I would propose for people is just like, you know, the give thanks for the dude, you know, like he took it as far as he could and he did a great job and he created some fucking awesome IP he created. He brought everybody together. There's now an awesome fucking community of people. And even if he wasn't able to make a viable business out of it, it led to this exact point where the transition team could take over and hopefully get a candidate, one of these candidates for CEO to, to make it a viable business and to, to bring it into something even greater than it could be. So overall, like, dude, that, that's my perspective on it, man. I'm, I'm grateful for the dude. Um, I, I think that sometimes when we're in Web3 and we see NFT projects, um, and especially in, moving into a bear market from a bull market, we're like, what's he doing? Why isn't it working? Uh, what, like, what, what, what's, what's going on? You know, and like, it's hard. You know, it's not, it's not an easy task to choose to be a founder. It's not an easy chat task for any of these people to choose to be the CEO. Uh, no matter who's chosen, nothing's guaranteed here. Um, but I, I believe that Peblo did his best, uh, rocked it as far as he could and had the grace enough to pass it off to the transition team in a smooth process to hopefully allow for new leadership to come in. And um, every single one of the candidates, like, like again, nothing's guaranteed, but I think every single one of the candidates has great ideas and, and can have the capacity uh, to take this to the next level. So I just wanted to reiterate that. Well said, man. And that's perspective that I hope everyone who's voting keeps in mind, or even people who just continue to invest in and be a part of the community is this has been a ride. <laughs> this has been a lot has gone down and it's, uh, I don't know, maybe one day, maybe one day it'll be a movie. Yeah. And I also like just to add a little bit onto that. I don't think people really realize like if you haven't been in a very public leadership role, especially in web three, like I don't think people really realize how deeply their com their comments and their sentiment affect the people that are running the organization. You know, um, I think like as, uh, as someone who's been public in web three for five years with a decently large following, like 
it can be extremely challenging to, I know for me, it's extremely challenging sometimes for me to navigate everybody's opinions and perceptions of me that sometimes are on point and sometimes are completely miscued and misguided. Um, so I think like whoever takes over the CEO candidate role, like my, 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 my hope for the community is just like support them the best you can. You know what I mean? You might not agree with everything they're saying. You might not agree with the way they handle things. You might not agree with the decisions they're making, but um, whoever's voted in, like in reality, the community chose to vote that person in and um, they need like in reality, they need your support, bro. You know, like the community, like, like the founders or the, the the people that are the executives and running the organization, they need the support of the community, whether the community fully agrees with every decision or not. Um, not saying to agree with everything just because they're the executives, but um, recognize that however the power dynamics are shifted, whoever's in, in control and in, in the leadership roles, like, they need people and they need the community behind them saying like, dude, like I might not agree with you or I do agree with you. And like, you got this shit, like keep going. Um, it becomes very, very demotivating when you're putting a lot of time and energy into something. And the community is also like, you fucking suck, dude, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I really do believe that like most successful NFT projects not only have very very good leadership and have uh people at the realm and the helm that are able to um execute on things really well but they also have the support of the community and you know when like early d gods or even like pudgy penguins right now you know like when you log online you see the majority of uh, uh, those community members being like luca you're fucking awesome dude great job this is great and that directly affects uh, their ability to execute, you know, it makes them feel like they're doing something worthwhile. It makes them want to work harder. Um, and the opposite is also true. So that's just my kind of thoughts on, on the topic. No, very true, man. We're all, we're all humans sitting behind these, these cartoon cat pictures at the end of the day. And it's humans that are putting their time that are sneaking away from their families to have meetings on fucking Twitter. I mean, it's, yeah, we're all, we're definitely all, all human here. We all have strengths and weaknesses and hopefully the ceo has got uh, thick fucking skin because this is cat's baby yeah you need to be like a certain level of sociopath fucking psychopath to handle the amount of heat that comes at you like on a fucking... mute honey you want to jump in or do or should we just move on to student because student will be our last question <laughs> wait can you not hear me i think he's honey's talking i don't know if you can hear him or not. oh shit. yeah i'm talking rugged, man honey my wait, bad wait, let me let bad. me drop and come back he's no, good we can all hear you honey yeah 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 all right, well. <laughs> okay, I can finally shit on Honey while he's not here. Oh! Mama. Oh, wait. Yeah, fucking Twitter. I we all pay money him. for this shit, too. Look at all these blue check marks giving money to Twitter. For how fucking terrible this connection is. Can you hear me now? Honey, I'm sorry, man. Can, can you? Yeah, okay. All right. Honey's back. No, I was just saying that you have to be, there's a certain level of like sociopaths, like fucking psychopaths you need to be to handle the amount of heat that comes at you. Like, because everyone's going to tweet at you. You know, everyone got Twitter fingers. Everyone's got a fucking opinion that fucking sucks. Some of them might be great, you know, like, and you have to learn how to not take them personally. Like, they're just fucking, 
that's the name of the game. I'm I'm lucky that I went to school for conservatory, like to classical music specifically, because they roast you fucking endlessly, son. Motherfuckers will just tell you like you're like you. I wish you were never born, so I didn't hear you play that fucking awful attitude scale. Like on a regular, this is on a daily in front of everyone, and you're just like fuck. I gotta just eat this shit, bro. Like I, I just gotta eat ass in front of everyone every single day for years, you know. And then go practice for another eight hours, and then come back for them to tell me the same thing, and I've never improved. Like. It's it's it takes a certain level of just obsessive like fucking no fucking given attitude, you know like. I think I think the the chime through what Honey's saying because that's what a lot of people don't realize when they come into the NFT space and lead a project. You expose your life out of the blue to a public persona, and that effectively puts you into celebrity status and the way you handle yourself as a celebrity. And oftentimes, and this is just speaking from advising projects, you'll see founders who end up adhering to the pressures and adjusting and then transforming. And then that's why I keep going back to direction at the start of the space, right? Like you have to have your definitive direction because the pressures that you're going to be put under are going to bend you so bad that you'll forget your original direction. You'll turn an, an originally art project into a gaming project. Look at all the scrutiny we give Bunjo, as an example. Can you get this is my first time speaking. Can you hear me? Yeah, buddy. All right. Let's uh let's get your question in. Okay, cool. Um the biggest thing that I wanted to ask was how the storytelling is by far, in my opinion, already set up to, to launch us. We don't even need a dollar today. Um, we need to build value. And so, I mean, I just think of things like Boogla's, Blue Blah's Den, whatever that was, like Pablo, I'd see you out there. That was, I thought that was so strange, but it literally hooked me and was something so different that I, I was just like, oh, Jesus, this is, I got to go check this out. It's blown up in the Discord. Shit like that. We need to build on. I there's I don't even know why we're talking about raising funds. What the hell are we gonna do with funds? Like who why would anyone want to fund a company that said that they were associated with Rick and Morty when we weren't? Like there's so much shit like that that just turns me away from anything like that. So what I wanted to come up to say was A, transition team, that was I mean, this has been incredible. So thank you. Uh Peblo also, yeah, I've, I've been critical of you, but yeah, you built something crazy and thank you for that. So now where do we go from here? Holy shit, look at this. Look at this IP. Look at all these cats. Obviously, this has all been said, but this is my first time speaking. We I want to know specifically from I guess anybody or any candidate who who thinks storytelling is where this project should go. And I want to know exactly or or where your thoughts are on how you would execute that. Do you think it would be comics? Do you think it would be, you know, just short gifs like virality? I mean, all of these things don't need to cost a ton of money and we can blow up and get people to get eyes on us. I don't know. I, there's just, uh, and I'm not, I'm not um, totally competent in, in running a business or anything like that, but I'm interested and I'm, and I'm, I'm very invested in trying to figure it out and, and doing all that. So anyway, I want to know what thoughts are, because I've spoken with a few storytelling projects and it sounds like a few of you or one of you, I've spoken with them directly about what we want to do there. And I also want to say snooze. 
Um, I didn't really know you. I, I know I know you have a great reputation, so I, I'm not downplaying that. Um, but I've been very impressed with, you know, kind of some of the points you brought up. And I do think that you definitely understand more kind of some, some of the operational things that we might need. So I just wanted to throw that out, but I want to get back to the storytelling and thanks. Thank you, student. Thank you for coming up. This is a big space for you to come up for the first time. So kudos to you, man. Glad to have you. Who wants to jump in? I can, because I think my platform revolves around media and the media play before before actually perpetuating the brand or using one for the other. Um, for me, it's really allowing the community to come together and equipping them with tools that allow them to create, whether that means through journalism, similar to what I do in the space recently, or through your regular content creators, whether that becomes kits on YouTube or Instagram or honestly just being thread doors on Twitter for starters, but also allowing the IP, IP to perpetuate through comics and other videos and really storytelling and creating more lore. Because although we have a lot, it's it sort of takes a pause with all this democracy and DAO stuff, which I think is, um, well, it's a good pivot because now you could really start another journey and that's what's what's so beautiful with a strong brand with a strong IP that can really storytell. The fact that each kit is its own character. And honestly, um, I gave this scrutiny to Kai's when he came into the DKS server. His IMG filing is of one IP. 10,000 bears for only one IP. That means one character. We haven't filed for an IP. So we can literally have 5,555 characters all in our own world. And that's more powerful than one OK bear in many costumes. Great thoughts, News. Yeah, you brought that up in the Discord the other day. That that blew my mind. So that this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like that input is uh, obviously valuable, but if we like that is something that I absolutely would hope that we would not do. And I have not even heard Kai's address that or I, I don't I'd love to kind of dig into that deeper just because I you know, I don't, I, I need to know, but um, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Good thoughts. Thank you. I, I, I would really like to hear from Sean on this one um, specifically because I know in the past he's brought it up. Um, it, it seems to me that you're pro well, I don't, I have no idea, but it seems to me that you're probably in favor at, this point based on social reactions, things like that. So if you were to, I love, I'd love, you immediately grabbed my attention because you said you like to, you wanted to do a uh, or what was it? Low risk, high potential plays with, with small burn. I think that's brilliant. I think that's a really good approach. Um, so what kind of small, what kind of, what kind of ideas as far as lore could you take in that direction? Or have you thought about that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when I think about about like the depth of the storytelling that has already taken place and that can continue to take place, I think there's some like maybe clarity that needs to happen because a lot of the initial lore that I that I personally connected with was potentially not not real, like the Rick and Morty stuff. Um, but regardless, I, you know, I, I think it needs to become more interactive. Um, 
we need to we need to figure out what stories we want to tell, how we want to tell them, how we want to uh, activate them. Um, like, and this actually kind of the timing is pretty good. I have a connection with someone from the Utes community who has recently founded a, a startup called D Reader, um, which is like comic based, comic book based stuff. We had uh, a chat a couple days ago and in that discord trying to like explore what it could look like to do comic books. And I think like that's the key is like there's ways I, I think it, in the same way, like low risk, potentially high reward initiatives. This is like very high leverage and has the potential to be really exciting because storytelling has a way of grabbing people and making them feel like they're on some journey. And so, yeah, I, it, it's definitely on the radar. Very excited about it. And I think that like. The, the key though, and I mentioned this earlier, is is bringing that back to the IRL events, like the people behind the JPEGs who who are who share the passion for for the story and, and figuring out ways to like merge those two things. Love that, love it. That's I immediately see D Reader, and I I think that that's an easy or not easy. Um, it, does, it, lo it, it looks like it has a really high potential. I agree. Yeah, it, it looks very accessible. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Student, thank you, man. It's good hearing from you. Uh, at this point, I think it's time for everyone to go back to their Web2 lives, love their families, see their friends, get a drink of water, go hydrate, go listen back to the space. And if you like what you heard, choose your candidate wisely. Uh, what we need to do now is remind everybody that in order to vote, your cats need to be staked. You need to go to the website. It fires every two hours in the server. It's in all the announcements. It's on the link tree. Stake your cats or you will not be able to vote. Uh, there is a staking requirement. Five days, consecutive five consecutive days of a staked NFT will enable you to vote in this CEO election. The CEO election will, re will remain open for seven days starting on October 30th at noon. You will have seven days. Once an NFT votes one time, it cannot vote again. One cat equals one vote as long as it's staked. If you have any other questions of these candidates, you know where to find them. These are public people. They're all docs. They're all professionals. They're all grown-ups. Uh, they'd love to hear from you. They want to know what you have to, to say, ideas you have. Hang out in the server. Crack House is more fucking fun than it's been in a long time. So roll up and say hi to everybody. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if there are no other final thoughts from the panel up here, Dr. Peachy and Crusher, that's it. Thank you for coming to the Cat CEO debate.
just like me and you with a smoke and camera disappear again the real world wait for folks got the millions and my woman's disrespected if you check one to my word of advice to you is just relax just do what you got to do if that don't work then kick the facts if you were fire rider by the flame ignite a crowd of slider or you wanna just get high and just say it but then if you a lie lie pants on fire wolf cry agent where the why i'm gonna know it when i play it it's bigger than him Let's fucking go. Thank you for all for tuning in. And yep, let's ride. Peace. Let's hook. Let's hook.